<laughs> you know how in you know how like people like guns like underneath the cover or like nice places she's gonna put the papers like that and if y'all fight it she's just like uh-huh oh what's this, what's this? <laughs> she puts it under my dinner plate at our wedding oh man <laughs> <laughs> she says I put her under your pillow like a toothpick. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like a toothpick. Oh my god. That was that wild. Sound like, it sounded like she was printing out money, man. <laughs> like, uh, like goddamn uh, Dimitri from uh, Sly 2. <laughs> oh my god. Sammy Bills. <laughs> Oh, man, we're starting off fresh and hot this morning. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right, now we're live on the appropriate channel. We're home? Okay, we're home. <laughs> we're home. <laughs> Feels cozy in here. <laughs> nice and cozy. <laughs> we're not cold. Right. And we're not shivering. <laughs> Let me check the audio. <laughs> Y'all are mean today. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. <clears throat> mm. That's Gambit is on sale. That's a game. That's a Dark Soulsy game, right? That's a Dark Soulsy game. Mm. I feel like I've never heard of that game before. Really? Yeah. It's a 2D platformer. It's like very Soulsy. Reminds me of uh, uh, like a vigil. Kind of. It's pixelated a little bit. <clears throat> Never really touched it. It's it, it came out during that time where like there was like a hundred souls like games. Like everyone was making souls like not like they're not making them now because there's still a lot of them now. But it was during like a, the rise. <clears throat> yeah. And there's still sale going on. Testing for Macho testing testing. Yeah, what happened to Macho man? He fell asleep. <laughs> Phil, hey man, got served. <laughs> you, know, you know he's getting old, man. So I want to, I want to yeah, put man. it past him. Uh, gotta, can't expect man to get on, get his chair on time. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're awake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Timer? My bad. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Nah, I put it as a. I put it as a what, what was it like? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Don't pills? worry about it. Did you take your pills? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Think it's so? the red ones, right? It's the red ones. <laughs> That's like, it reminds me of that. There's a video that says, uh, how do I know if I have Alzheimer's? And the links are already purple. And you just, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you broke that one. <laughs> Woo. Alright, man. Let's, let's get started with this. Um, guys, welcome back to the 43rd, yeah, the 43rd episode of the Dual Shock yes. Sense podcast. Also, our first episode of 2022, man. Uh, very excited for the year ahead, man. 
Um, with me as always, obviously, I got my two co-hosts, Walt. How you doing, man? What's going on, y'all? Welcome to the new year. New me? <laughs> I don't know. Is it new you? Maybe. Manga maniac over here. We're reading a lot. I'm caught up. I have a backlog for both video games and manga. So this year, we got to get through them. We're ready to talk video games. Today's special day for the podcast. Why? Well, you'll see. You'll see. Right after Macho. I don't know if Macho wants to talk. I don't want to let him talk because he's all right. He's all right. I'm kidding. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm Macho. Over, uh, we could... The the way the way the way Wall yeah. came out of the gate with that introduction was was a little weird to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta admit. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we we also got we also got Macho. <laughs> What's going on, man? It's definitely it's definitely a new man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's going on, everybody? It's the King of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic. And <laughs> fiance just looked at me and just rolled her eyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, that's how 22 is going. Yeah, no, that's how 2022 is going right now. But it's good. No, it's a good first week. I'm excited <laughs> for the new year and uh, for the podcast. It's gonna be good stuff, man. Um, uh, yeah, I, I got some. I got some really exciting news though. News though, fellas. Uh, tonight it's gonna be very exciting. It's something happening. It's it's awesome. Um, it's just gonna be. It's gonna be very loud. It's gonna be very exciting uh, and enthralling. Oh. And you, might, you might be might be saying it might be an out of body experience. If it tonight. has anything to um, do with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, I'm shutting off the podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it doesn't have anything to do with Final Fantasy fourteen. It has something to do with just uh, including me, and my fiance, right? Like I said, oh, it's gonna okay. be very loud, very exciting. Oh but, man, um, what the hell? Uh, Seven remake concert. Oh, okay. And I'm so excited. <laughs> yo, yo. I don't know about you, Macho, but Soul's Mine is somewhere. Else. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> so, what were you thinking, buddy? You know what? Let's well, let's move on, man. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, listen, I'm I'm your host, uh, Soul, the Connoisseur Anime Waifus. And uh, yeah, man, this is Dual Shock and Sense, and we we're gonna uh, essentially this this uh, episode of this podcast is gonna be um, a little bit different from what we do typically. Uh, this is gonna be our Game of the Year awards for uh, 2021, uh, looking back and kind of picking out the greatest and the not so good things about the year. Um, so yeah, we have a bunch of categories lined up for you guys, and then uh, next week, what we are planning to do is do our our personal uh, top ten games of 2021. You know, go through each of them, talk about them a little bit. Um, however, we decide to to break that up, um, as well as give our uh, most anticipated lists for 2022. So kind of like looking ahead to the year um, ahead. And uh, so yeah, that's that's sort of uh, the plan for the next two weeks. Uh, very very exciting. Um, very excited for for this for this podcast specifically because I don't know what you guys picked for these categories. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm chopping at the bit for this one. But um, yeah, man, we are gonna begin the podcast like we we always do and talk about uh, the games that we played um, over the break. Did you guys get a chance to sort of like chip away at the, at the backlog or what, what did you guys do over the break? Get off, my shit, get off. You want me to start? Okay. Yeah. Sure uh, so... I know you got that Final <clears throat> Fantasy and stuff. I want you to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, to chip away at some bits, right? I actually got the Platinum and Scarlet Nexus. So that was a nice accomplishment. And then just last night, 
beat the first game of 2022 with my fiance. We beat It Takes Two again, and we got the platinum trophy last night. Damn. So it was uh, it was that game is just <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it more next week. I'll just say I'll say that. But the game I'm playing for most of December, really just about all of December, and probably all for January, <laughs> depending on how I feel. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen and Walker. My God, what this game has done for just MMOs, for the Final Fantasy story in general, and just bringing like all the new stuff added to it is absolutely incredible. And I kind of wish I was going to a Final Fantasy fourteen concert tonight. I'm not going to lie, man. Because the music in Endwalker is just in absolutely one of the best soundtracks in any Final Fantasy game. Uh, the story just goes above and beyond what I was expecting. Even touches on like I, I for, one of the things I love about fourteen is that it, it loves to take its time and letting you really be like in the moment with the characters. There's not really like a rushing, like a sort of moment that like so for from Kingdom Hearts three. One of the things I, I really didn't like about it was the sense of urgency really like took away the moments with the characters in my opinion. And fourteen then Walker, there's a sense of urgency, but they give you like the time to actually spend with the characters that you've been with for years at this point. You know, it's essentially like the culmination of like an 11 year story arc and you're given enough time to actually explore with the characters and each one of them, too, as well as even play as some of the characters during certain like mission sequences, which is really cool. Um, and then just the whole flip of the switch narrative. Right. I thought this whole thing was going to happen one way and it happened completely differently and in a lot more wholesome. It was in the way they left it off, too. It's just such a perfect way to keep you interested and keep you biting at the heels of like the world of Final Fantasy XIV, but really satisfied with the arc that they had with like these two primal like uh, gods, goddesses, so to speak. So um, yeah, man, it's it's absolutely incredible. I, I can't believe they actually pulled it off and it was and it was this good. <laughs> I can't talk more. I can't talk more about it, like how good it is and everything. But yeah, man, that's really been my journey with Final Fantasy XIV. I'm working for the past month in December. And uh, I'm excited to talk more about it next week too, man. And so I'll just leave it at that. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's so, it's so cool because I've been I've been watching you know some podcasts um, just around the industry and um, yeah, just just hearing uh, people talk about like just the love for that game, man. It's just like so prevalent. Um, it, it really feels like in in an, in an age of like live service games, it really feels rare that like. FF14 is like the one that's like doing it right above all others. Um so yeah man that's 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 really dope. Um so yeah for me um not too, I honestly didn't do too much gaming over the break. Um I don't know. I just I just didn't feel like much motivation but um I did uh finish off Solar Ash. Uh I don't know if uh Walt if you got around to doing that. Yes sir. You did nice. Um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that game. Um, especially like the ending blew me away, man. Um, you know, just 100%. yeah, just finding out like okay, like what the true purpose of the Star Seed is and what it does. Um, mm-hmm. Finding who out Echo who, is. yeah, who Echo is. Um, yeah, all that stuff like really, really blew me away. And then having the the choice at the at the end, right, to uh, mm-hmm. destroy it or activate it. Um, yeah, and and it sort of being low key a time loop game at the end, right? Essentially. Yeah. Essentially. So yeah, the the Depending ending on your choice. Right, right. 
the ending absolutely blew me away, um, and it, it moved like firmly into my top ten uh, games of 2021. Um, so yeah, Solar Ash was was cool. Um, I got a little bit deeper into uh, Pray for the Gods. Uh, this game is is um, one thing I'll say about it right off the bat is it's already like the one of the best implementations of the dual sense, surprisingly, uh, which is something I did not. Um, expect really yeah uh like it it really like i feel like not a lot of games have been using like the microphone but like uh when you're near like a specific like rare item it'll do like a little twinkle in the in the controller which is pretty cool to help you know that you're close to something um when you're walking on snow you feel the crunch of the snow and then your your uh feet like moving through it it's really really cool oh that's cool yeah um which is which is cool like just that the fact that this little game is is doing that something that i feel like most games really aren't doing right now i i really appreciate it it, it, rem- it reminds me that oh yeah the dual sense is is, is something you know um so <laughs> So yeah, uh, that game is pretty cool. Uh, the sur- survival mechanics um, you have to worry about because it's it's the whole game takes place during like this blizzard, so you have to worry about you know finding heat to keep keep yourself warm, uh, keeping yourself fed. Um, you have to sleep as well. Um, you know, I, I'm only a few hours into it, but I'm enjoying that stuff. It hasn't become annoying yet, so um, it, it adds like a, a new sort of like layer. Uh, to the game and and makes it feel like a little bit more um, like immersive, I guess. Like I'm actually like exi- almost like not to the same degree as like a Red Dead, but it's like I'm kind of like in that mindset where I'm just like constantly worrying about okay, like okay, I gotta go hunt this rabbit so I can feed my character. Um, okay, let me build a fire inside of this cave so I can warm up a little bit. Right, it kind of has that that similar effect where I'm just like completely like soaked up and like enraptured into this world, um, which I find really really cool um so yeah uh pray for the gods um the big game that i've been playing like recently is dragon age inquisition um because randomly i want to say like maybe a week and a half ago i just had this urge like i i I started up mass effect one again uh because my two my two playthroughs through the entire trilogy have been with female shepherds so i was like Okay, let me try male shepherd now, and it, let me tell you, it was so hard to actually go through with that because like female shepherd is so fucking good, and I was like sitting at the character creation screen, and I was like, I I can't do it, man. But I I, I went through it with it anyway. I went male shepherd, and his voice is so fucking boring, man, in comparison. <laughs> like, Dang. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I I've been playing a little bit as uh, male shepherd. Um, but my biggest thing with that is like, man, like I really just want to play another game like Mass Effect and like a, like an RPG of that, you know, sort of caliber. Um, I looked at Greedfall, um, ultimately did not go through with that because I heard that game had a lot of problems. So Mm -hmm. I went to Dragon Age instead and, um, I'm like, I have like 24 hours into it. So obviously I'm enjoying something, but, um, I got a bunch of issues with that game, man. So um, I won't get into it here. I, I I think I'll save it for next podcast. But yeah, Dragon Age has a ton of issues uh, in comparison to to Mass Effect, um, specifically the presentation, man. Like I feel like it's it's incredible to me that a game like Mass Effect One that came out in two thousand seven just has a better. It feels more cinematic in its presentation 
um as opposed to dragon age inquisition that came out in 2014 like the game its cutscenes have like no life to it at all man it just feels like it's just like i don't know two poorly made puppets just like on screen just like twitching and like dancing and moving around man like it has like no life to it at all as opposed to, Ma to mass effect right like i'm i'm in every single conversation i'm paying attention to like every single conversation um but i don't know there's there's just something about dragon age that like I don't know. I'm just detached from as soon as people start talking, I just like barely care. It's, it's weird. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, I, I kind of got that same thing when I try out Dragon Age Inquisition for the first time. I forgot. I maybe I, you know, I probably bought it and it was buyer's remorse and returned it back <laughs> because I bought, I, cause I remember actually owning it and then playing it. And then I was like, this is just boring. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, and it it's incredible again, like comparing it to, to even Mass Effect One, which is the game that's like mostly like in in my memory right now. Just like how dated Inquisition already looks, man. Like that game looks ugly. Um, the character models specifically just look awful. Um, so <laughs> yeah, man. but uh, but at the same time, I it must be doing something right because I've I've spent twenty four hours in it already, so um but yeah man uh that's dragon age uh i also played like <laughs> like 20 minutes of doki doki literature club plus um I, yeah i wanna i wanna i wanna really get into that game i don't know when but um you know i i, I will at some point uh but yeah that's wow, it wow that's out of left field i did not expect that yeah that's like i mean i i it's not surprising that a light novel would interest you in some way because i know it's very story heavy and it's like I know that you're very much into narratives and whatnot, but I never expected Doki Doki Literature Club. Hey man, I've heard I've heard wild things about it, so I want to. Oh yeah, it yeah. is a wild experience. I haven't played it, but I've seen playthroughs of it, and I've also considered it. But I don't know. There's something stopping me. But I, I can't wait for it to hear your thoughts when you get to it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. What about you, Walt? Well. To piggyback off one of the games you mentioned, uh, Solar Ash, I have to express also my love for that game, and I am attempting to get Platinum on it. The only thing that's stopping me at the moment to get it anytime soon is a specific, uh, two specific trophies, one being Hardcore, uh, the, uh, beating the game on Hardcore, and one the Speedrun. The Speedrun is the least intensive of the two, because with the Speedrun you have a layout that you can follow, and, and I'm not terrible at the game i got pretty good towards the end because the bosses get a bit more ridiculous as you go through uh but with hardcore mode you know how during the third phases the goop starts to glow and if you touch it you die yeah uh that happens in the first phase so by the time that you're starting the boss it's already on its third phase actions so you're beating the boss with its third phase attacks and mechanics and you have to do it faster because the timer for, for you to get to one needle from to the other it's cut like in half so before you had like two seconds now you have like 0.5 seconds or you have one second so you have there's really little margin for error um and i feel like that's like a returnal situation where i have to be in the mindset to do certain things because it's so precise and stressful i can't just like pick an hour and just do that uh but i love the game regardless I love how after you do the the ending, the the one including with Echo, you get the the 
not t- talking too much about enough into spoilers just in case, but like the skin itself that you get and how it very much represent a lot it represents a lot about the character and 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 the purpose of the interactions between you and echo um the game at the beginning of the holidays that i really played a lot and i mean a lot uh for like four days straight uh was ff14 and trying to get through the beginning phase uh still the beginning of that game which granted i am excited because I always hear how Realm Reborn is the slowest and probably like quote unquote like the 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 worst part of all the all these stories. Yet mm-hmm. I find myself enjoying it so damn much. Mm-hmm. I am loving the characters. I am loving the the plot lines. Like even the music. Because I'm excited. Because I hear the Endwalker, Stormbringers, you know, Storm uh, uh, or Shadowbringers rather. Uh, they all have fantastic OSTs and stories. In my mind, I'm like, holy crap, like, what is it? Because this is great. I can't begin to imagine how fantastic it gets, so I'm really excited to get to that. Um, after I played that for the first few weeks, I I got more into SMT5. It's been a very JRPG-heavy holiday, uh, and I've mainly focused on them because if I do. There's only so much you can do when you play a JRPG because they're so big. Uh, I play more SMT5. Honestly, I remember mentioning that the story was whatever at the beginning. It's starting to pick up, and I'm starting to really enjoy it. It's a classic heaven versus hell kind of situation, but it's a. I like the characters. I like the demons themselves. They're they're like you know the personas from Persona. So those characters, they are the demons in this case. They all have personalities. So it's not just uh, like a pixie, you know, pixie, the little fairy. It's not that pixie, oh, she's uh, manipulating these humans and you need to defeat her. No, she has like a purpose. Oh, they see me as a god and they want to uh, worship me. And there's a posing demon that doesn't believe in pixie's motivations. So you have to side with either one, depending on who you side. You have to kill the opposite demon and then the one that you help joins your party. So there's a lot of this. There's a good amount of decision making in regards to that little minor but it's 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 uh keeps me invested uh, and more towards the end of the holidays and more recent that i got to play and start was chorus which is a space combat video game and it's my first ever space combat video game uh that game is one of the most beautiful games that i've played in a while uh i'm a sucker for sci-fi and the imagery during when you're in space, the colonies that you're around, the the infrastructures, the 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 unique setting. I am loving it. The there seems to be a good story in there. I haven't delved too much into it, but there seems like to be hints, layers of of different kinds of themes, different kinds of motivations from characters, even a side quest. I when you start the game. There's a good seat, a good maybe like ten minutes where you're just following, like it's a, like a tutorial. You're following this voice. Uh, there's a, a other person on the intercoms that's talking to you, and you get a little bit of story. But once you're let go and you're in like in the open world where you can get quests and explore, the first side quest that I got was this lady that she was like, you know, for all time's sake, can you help me move the shipment over here? And you essentially work as a bodyguard for her. But then during that mission that she owes some pirates some money 
So, and one of the pirates comes by to collect that money, and she's like, I don't have it. And she puts you on the spot, and she's like, could you help me with this one? And you can choose to either let the pirate do his thing or give from your money to that pirate, and then this uh, lady will probably be in debt to you. I don't know how far that goes. So, so far, it's really interesting, beautiful game. The music is outstanding. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm trying to only dip my... my my toes into good games and, and try to avoid as many, you know, I've tried Dragon Age in the past and I've many times I've tried to get it back into it, but I realized just the, it's a bit sluggish for me and I just gave up. So when I, whenever I get the chance like this, where you're trying it out, Soul, I can't wait to hear more about it because uh, I want reasons to play games that I didn't enjoy the first time, similar to Dragon's Dogma. I once like, I was at a friend's house. I tried it. It was whatever. But then I hear you talk about it, and there's some interesting parts to it. So I'm 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 a bit more interested. Uh, but other than that, man, yeah, it's been FF14, SMT5, and Chorus. Uh, it's a nice little back and forth that I've been doing. Uh, and mad props to um, uh, oh my god, the composer of Chorus, Pedro Camacho. He that guy's a that guy's amazing. That guy does does the work. And Fish Labs, let me tell you, they 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 made a great space combat. And my, my first ever, so I can't wait to get more into it. But yeah, man, that's my my holidays. It's been it's been chill with the video games, not too many. I don't want to get burnt out, <laughs> so playing playing just a few, playing just a few. Nice, nice. Um, all right, man. So and yeah, I, I've heard I've heard nothing but good things about Chorus as well. So that's definitely on the list of things that I will like to try at some point. Um, for sure, for sure. But yeah, man, let's. Uh, Let's get into these awards, man, because uh, this this might take a this might take a while. So so yeah, the sooner we start, the better. Um, so yeah, man, we got we got a bunch of categories for you guys uh, to sift through. Um, so I'm thinking a good place to start. Um, do you guys want to start with uh, the best gun in Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, sounds simple yeah. enough. Yeah. Specifically, Rift Apart, though, right? Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, all right, cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, we can start with that. Let's do the best gun in Ratchet and Clean, Rift Apart. Cool. And we we don't have we don't have uh, any you know uh, awards to to or physical awards to give out to to these developers like uh, the Keelys or anything like that. So uh, you know, so this is this is all they get, man. It's just uh, just us saying which one's the best. Um, they get a full on podcast. That's enough. Exactly. So uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think for the audience. Um, I'm going to pull up the entire list of guns that was in the game. Um, so, okay. So once again, this is the uh, category of, or the category that we're talking about is the best gun in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, for a reminder, uh, the guns in Rift Apart were the Burst Pistol, the Shatter Bomb, the Enforcer, Mr. Fungi, Negatron Collider, the Topiary Sprinkler, the Ricochet, the Lightning Rod, Drill Hound, Void Repulsor, Glove of Doom, Buzz Blades, Cold Snap, Warmonger, Bombardier, Black Hole Storm, uh, Headhunter, Rhino 8, Bouncer, and the Pixelizer. So we are going to shoot off just like a couple of guns that we think should be in the list, and then we'll whittle it down from there. Um, 
So, guys, what what are some guns that that stood out to you in the game that Just you to, want to see on the list? Make to make it a bit more. Uh, I guess just in case it looks confusing. Best gun slash water bomb, you know, things like that, or Mr. Topiary. Man. Or, uh, are, are not guns. <laughs> just, uh, just to say, just to put that out there. So, well, so well, what do you what do you want to call in this this category? The the, the best the, the best gun, the be, slash best, best grenade slash best best, best gun. Best, no, no, best, no, 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 no. You're, you're right. Best best weapon. And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yes, sir. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. So, so since I said that, since I mentioned that, I'll man of semantics over here. No, 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 here's the thing: it's because my favorite ones are not guns. <laughs> my favorite ones are not guns. They're they're weapons. They're just like, okay, the the couple that I that I chose were Mr. Fungi. I I'm a fan of familiars. I'm a fan of of having that one, uh, automated, whether that be weapon or 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 companion that you can shoot out on the field and, and can help you out and kind of can diverge some some uh, fire from yourself or some aggro. Uh, topiary Sprinkler. It's such an interesting concept of a weapon, and I really, really enjoyed using that one in conjunction with Mr. Fungi. I usually, I'm feeling lazy, and I would just throw the Sprinkler and the Mr. Fungi, and that would just clean up the entire premises. Um, and then Favorite Gun... Is the ricochet, and reason for that mm. is a major part is the dual sense. Yeah. Because when you shoot, when you shoot it, you have to time it, and if you time it, the dual sense actually feels more satisfying than if you were to miss it. So it, it encourages you to actually get good with this gun. <laughs> um, so that would be my favorite gun. To keep it short and simple, uh, ricochet, Mr. Fungi, and topiary sprinkler. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of uh that and say that the ricochet is also my number one because yeah I like mm. that you actually have to like work with the dual sense to uh like set that gun off right you have to pull the trigger down like multiple times in order to mm-hmm. uh you know get the most out of that gun and I yeah. think I think it's a it's a pretty cool like little wrinkle it's not just you just simply pressing down the the trigger once right like you actually have to exactly. like yeah work multiple times to to get the most out of that weapon um so yeah the ricochet would also be one of my favorites um another one is uh the buzz blades um that is a sort of a mainstay in the Ratchet and Clank uh, series. Uh, so I've just always had a, a, a pretty big infinity uh, affinity for it. Um, and uh, yeah, I remember also it feeling pretty good uh, controller wise. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just badass. You're just you're just launching a bunch of like <laughs> goddamn saws um or or whatever they are um towards people and, and it's just like it's not even just like a like a straight you know shot or whatever just the way in which they do it, it's like little like multiple arcs coming in in like every single like direction um just the way that you know that they're fired off is just so like i don't know visually pleasing um so yeah i really i really dig the buzz blades um and then the last one which I feel like maybe won't make the list, but I don't know. I I always sort of found myself going back to this gun specifically just because like it was just fun to use, and that's the the Negatron Collider, um, mm. which was basically just like this. <laughs> it it almost looked like the the Mega Man like Buster or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. 
and it, it essentially it just like launched a giant ass like laser <laughs> like at people like that's literally all it was right like it's not anything special but like in terms of just like a um like a crowd control kind of thing like it was just fun just shooting off like a giant goddamn laser and just like uh spinning around in a circle and just like letting it hit everyone in the area um so yeah that 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 one is also just like one of the one of the guns i feel like i use the most um so yeah the negatron collider and yeah that would that would be uh my list uh the ricochet buzz blades and the negatron collider uh what about you macho yeah uh, mr fun guy is one that sticks out to me so much uh not mm. just because of the visual aesthetics that it's just super fun to just throw out there but all it's, it's the same vein of like love of doom for me where mm. you just have like your little guys just go out there <laughs> well mr fun guy like takes all the hits for you is kind of like the distraction the gloves of doom are just like little minions just want to just swarm your enemies it's incredibly fun to just watch and just uh throw out there but one of the things I loved about Mr. Fungi is not just obviously, you know, throwing it out there and see what happens, but also because of the description, because the descriptions for these weapons are so clever. They're, the way they're written is just like, they make me want to use them just because of how they're written. And right. Mr. Fungi... Mr. Fungi specifically is, quote, tired of being the life of the party. Mr. Fungi is here to help. He'll attack your enemy so hard that they might might forget you even exist if focus entirely on him. Like, what a way to, like, really sell the point of, like, yeah, these are, these are, this is the weapon that's going to distract your enemies for you. So you don't have to worry about them for a little bit. Right. You know? Like, I, I love the writing for these weapons. Yeah, descriptions are not, like, your typical, fact. you know, matter of fact, this is what it does. It's like a sales pitch. It's like yeah. the, the, you're in the market and they're like, ah, oh, you see this baby? It slaps car. Salesman, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I like that you guys mentioned the dual sense capabilities with some of the weapons because the mm. one out there out there is the pixelizer. Oh. I never, I never that, used that. Wasn't that like a pre-order kind of thing? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I'm not sure, actually. But mm. I, I think you still unlock in the game, though. You just, yeah, you just have to. Yeah, you just have to buy it for whatever amount of bolts okay um but yeah so the pixelizer essentially just it, it does what it does it's you shoot the weapon and then it pixelizes your enemies so it, obviously it, it gets old pretty fast but the thing that i love about it is the dual sense where if you're just holding on to the trigger and you don't actually let go of the shot you start to hear like the the not the controller but the button hum which is like insane to me. Like if you guys have ever, if you guys go back to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, just get the pixelizer, hold on the trigger, and just just wait. And then yeah. you hear the button hum, man. It's so cool. Like it's like little details like that that I just love about Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, right. And the pixelizer is definitely up there for me. So I'll say the gloves of doom, Mr. Fun Guy, and the pixelizer just for the dual sense. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. All right. So. The list goes as follows. The Topiary Sprinkler, Mr. Fungi, uh, the Ricochet, Buzz Blades, the Negatron Collider, and the Pixelizer. I also want to add, I think I, I we can't we can't have a list of the best Ratchet and Clank guns without adding the Rhino 8. Like yeah. talk about mm. just one of the coolest ideas. Like taking advantage of the sort of context within this specific Ratchet and Clank game of it being ripped apart, you know, these, you know, the dimensions, you know, things from other dimensions coming into uh, Ratchet and Rivet's, you know, timeline or whatever. 
uh, taking advantage of that and bringing in characters from different franchises in in general is so cool, man. Um, so yeah, I feel like I feel like we have to, uh, you know, the the fact that the Thunderjaw from Horizon was brought in, obviously Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper, um, yeah, it's it's, it's so cool. Um, so yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I lost my stuff when I saw Sly Cooper, man. I was like, what? Oh man, <laughs> and the Sly Van. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yeah, so for sure we gotta we gotta add that one. But um, okay, so we now it comes the tough part. We gotta we gotta whittle this down to a to a top three. Um, so there's a uh, couple that overlapped uh between two lists, which were Ricochet and Mister Fungi. At least two people had those two, and that, that's uh, why and that's why I think those probably make our top three. Because we have good. we have multiple people, you know, vying for them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very, um, good, very good. I I will say I will cut uh, the Negatron Collider. I it's it's one of those personal things that I really enjoy. Um, but it's it's not anything like too special, right? It's just it's just a giant mm-hmm. laser that shoots out. So I'm perfectly fine with cutting that one out. Um, I would cut same out for also, me with Pixelizer, actually. Yeah, I was about to say Topiary Sprinkler. You can cut that because that that one's very personal because it's so. That one I feel like I wouldn't vote for on a public poll. It's more so of like a personal thing, and I wouldn't expect. Like, it's so cool to... though. I feel. I feel it like. Is. I feel it, like. It, yeah. I feel like that one is also pretty good at, at uh, crowd control, but also just like. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of the guns in Rift Apart, admittedly, are like not like they're not like the quote-unquote like the best in in, in the franchise mm-hmm. but i feel like topiary sprinkler in terms of like creativity is is definitely exactly. up there because here's so, the thing with with these guns i always judge them also on what it does to every enemy and i like guns that have an a different outcome or have the same outcome for every single enemy including bosses so even when you're fighting a boss with the topiary sprinkler, sometimes they will become, you know, all mossy and they'll stop on their place. Because, you know, usually in video games, when you use a certain gun that does a certain effect on normal grunts on a boss, it'll just do damage. It won't do anything visually. So with like, it's like with the dance gun and I forgot the name, uh, Groovatron, whatever, on uh, the other Ratchet & Clank where you throw the bomb. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> even the boss, even the ships start dancing like it, that's when it when it's stuff like that that really stands out for me in a in a gun so but i mean i really like that i have forgotten about it because i didn't really treat it as like a proper gun because it's more so of like a good fan service slash like, like homage to video games so like the rhino one the rhino eight um yeah. so like my vote would be at least for now if, um depending on what y'all say it'd be those two that you're gonna put up now and then the rhino eight because of what it does yeah so yeah and like to uh you know macho saying the the pixelizer um i also feel like like i would dock points because it's a gun that we've already seen in the franchise before like it was in ratchet and clank 2016 so like i feel Mm -hmm. like even though the dual sense implementation that you described like brings it up a notch and makes it feel a little bit more fresh um at the same time, like I would say, like it's something that we've seen before. Just like, just like the buzz blades, like that's one of my personal favorites. But it is something that we've seen um, multiple times in the franchise before. So, like, yeah, the novelty is kind of like okay, like we we've seen this before. So, um, I would cut I would cut uh, buzz blades as well. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I think I'll agree with that, actually. I think um, the thing is, like, the again, the Rhino's kind of like a staple in the Ratchet & Clank series. Even if it's, like, a recurring thing, but the, but uh, you made a really great point, so where it's, like, this one ties into the entire theme of Rift Apart, which is a whole dimension-shifting thing. So the fact yeah. that it brings in other franchises from PlayStation is something that it was super cool and it definitely blew up Twitter and social media for a little bit that these characters were in the game. Dude, Not specifically you... like, you know, having like a, you know, like a into the spider verse effect where they're all interacting with each other, but definitely like a really cool callback. Do you remember the, the lead up to the game's launch when they were just like sucker punch oh, just posted a That's picture about. of Sly Cooper <laughs> jumping yeah. through a portal, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about, dude. That 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 made you and me just go, "What's going on?" Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, um, so yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with with cutting Topiary Sprinkler in favor of the Rhino Eight. Um, so I mean, does does anyone have any objections or? No, I'm okay with cutting those two. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> so, so how how do you guys want to specifically rank uh, the, our final three, being Mr. Fungi, the Ricochet, and Rhino Eight? Ah, oh, man, I feel like the Ricochet has to be number one over the Rhino. Yeah, because it's just so funny bringing that thing out, man. Okay. I don't know. I, oh man, it's such a hard. It's a hard one. What do you think, Walt? I think it's a matter of 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 what we appreciate more the you know the callbacks, the all these cameos, or the uh, or capability of the dual sense with the ricochet. Uh, in my case, the ricochet I'm able to utilize in every manner and and enjoy a bit more. Versus the other, the Rhino Eight. I once you use it a few times, you uh, the spark doesn't fade, but it dims a little bit. Versus the Ricochet, you're able to utilize in any sort of manner: uh, bosses, enemies, uh, you know, uh, with your rockets from side to side. Like, like it. I feel it's a bit more more flexible that way. Uh, I would go Ricochet, but. It depends on what y'all appreciate more in terms of the weapon itself, uh, man. Because I don't have I don't have as much. I never played Sly, so some of these characters or Jack and Daxter, or some of these characters, they're not they don't they're not in my heart like in y'all. So in my case, it would be the Ricochet. And the, whenever you bring out the Ricochet too, it's just like I just love the hearing the enemies just. Grunkle, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny, dude. They think, they, think, they think you're done, but you're not. <laughs> that, that actually that actually reminds me of uh, the one of my other favorites that I, that I didn't mention, but I'll give some love here. Uh, the the lightning rod, I think it's called. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah, just just hearing yeah. the <laughs> getting like zapped with electricity, <laughs> <they're> like, <"Ugh." laughs> and 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 to add to that, there's certain enemies that when you do that to them, you see their their you know their their uh, their inner skeleton or whatever they have, yeah. and some of them they have things that you don't expect to see them like that underneath. So yeah, it's really interesting skeleton. to see that as well. Yeah, they're scaly, scaly. <laughs> um, all right, so yeah. uh, Master, how, how do you, you you agree with uh, 
having ricochet number one over the rhino i'm i'm still i'm still debating because yeah, now that i'm like rem- now that i'm remembering is that mr fungi also has miss mrs fungi yeah when fully upgraded when you upgrade yeah yeah There's and that's and 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 i think she's the one that shoots out I mean, they both do, but like, still, it's like the double duo there. It's just like it's so overpowered, man. You can do some serious damage to bosses with Mister and Mrs. Fungi. It's pretty dope. I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna say something controversial. Um, mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave uh, the opinion to of Mister Fungi to you two. Uh, if if you guys want to put that at number one, cause that was one of the the weapons I barely used in 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 the game. Like I I don't really care that much about Mister Fungi. Um, I'm cool putting it at three. And the fact that it made yeah. top three for us is like uh, that's I'm enough. Cool that. Cause there's so yeah, many okay. guns and so many weapons. Honestly, I would I wouldn't mind putting that one three and then uh having Ricochet one and Rhino two or vice versa, depending on how strongly we feel about it. Yeah, it's 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 another like kind of my overall problem with like the arsenal and rift apart with uh it not being the best because like a lot of lo- a lot of weapons feel like uh just kind of like rehashes of like stuff that we've seen before. So yeah, specifically uh Mr. Fungi feels just like uh the Zircon, you know, stuff or whatever. Um That's fair. Yeah, so uh so do you guys like what are you guys thinking for placement for that? Yeah, Mr. Fungi, I think it's three. Would you do you agree, Walt? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, like you mentioned, I'm even glad they made it to the top three. I didn't expect them to make it to top three. Okay. So, as far as number two, though, um, the callbacks are really cool. And, they are. Yeah. They are, and 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 that takes some effort. I mean, to make those, you know, make them as good as they looked, and and. And fits so well, and and it goes with the themes of the video game itself. So. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you're right, man. Like the accomplishment of even doing that stuff, because we we've seen a little bit behind the curtain of like how these crossover events can be a problem, right? Yeah. Especially when it came to something like Smash Brothers, with like all the stuff you had to go through. Like I know it's probably a little less red tape to kind of crossover when it comes to the PlayStation Studios sisters and all that stuff, but um, still, it's like the fact of like you know Sucker Punch could have said no. Naughty Dog could have said no. God, could you imagine that? <laughs> yeah, and, and, like that would have been such a downer. But the fact that they didn't, and they even allow like different interpretations. Yeah. Yeah, and Gorilla too. Yeah, can you imagine if they all just said like, no, we don't want that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna make our stuff too cartoony. We don't like that, or whatever. Yeah. It's so like I think the accomplishment itself of the Rhino A is like enough to make it number one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because also I'm thinking about how what it took to make it possible. So. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I agree with it. So, all right. So the best weapon in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart goes to the Rhino Eight. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sweet. So our list goes as follows: the Rhino Eight, uh, the Ricochet, and Mister Fungi at number three. Nice. There you go. There you cool. go. All right, yes, so that sir. takes care of the best weapon in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, clap, 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 clap. 
right? I feel like I feel like oh, that was something. I, Golf that, clap. That's something I was gonna I was gonna bring up that I was like, oh man, we should have some like you know theme music playing at, at the at the beginning, like uh, to introduce you know the our our game awards. You know you know how they do it at, at you know game shows or whatever. Like da 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 da. This is our our pilot uh, for this type of of episode, and this ain't the last one, so we'll we'll improve. We'll improve. For sure, for sure. For the next one. Oh, yeah, we'll get a theme song next next time for sure. Yes, sir. Okay. I know, I know, I know a composer. Hey. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's move mm. on to our next category. That being, mm. I feel like this might be a long one because I have a lot. I have a lot for this specific category. Oh boy. Um, the dumbest thing that happened in twenty twenty one. Now this mm. now now this could be you know something that happened in. A game or just in the industry at large it's it's really up to us you know whatever whatever we're feeling with this um so yeah just go ahead and start uh saying some shit and i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> add it and i'm going to i'm going to add it onto uh the list uh here um, i got one the- i got yeah i got one for you i got one for you it's um mm-hmm. A little documentary that came out maybe a month ago um, on Xbox. Oh man, that's the dumbest and, thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm spinning my story here. The documentary that came out, it was a good documentary. It was, it was, it was the ending was kind of a little markety, but uh, in any case, <laughs> scenario here, the dumbest thing to come out of that documentary were was the uh, were the posters that the Xbox was releasing afterwards. And uh, they sold them for twenty five dollars, and one of the posters was the Red Ring of Death poster. <laughs> who who the who the hell wants that hanging up on their wall, man? There's some, come on, man, it's Twitter, <laughs> man. There's some people that are like, I can't wait to buy this thing. Like that was like a dark age in in Xbox's past. Exactly. And people people don't look at that lightly. Um, sure, they can make they make fun of it now. A lot of people make fun of it now, but still, the fact that the company itself, Microsoft themselves, Xbox themselves, are making fun of that very, very dark thing that, that happened in their past, that where they had to spend like a billion dollars supposedly just fixing the problem and and, and paying back customers, right? Which, according to some people, didn't really pull through a lot. Um, to me, it's just like one of those things. I was just like, really? You, is that how you're gonna ba- make that that billion dollars? You're gonna sell posters of your failures? Like that's so that's so weird to me, man. And to me, that was just the dumbest thing ever. And to people that bought it, man, kudos to you. You know, you're you're a fan. But but I but I ain't buying like uh you know, I I ain't buying Square Enix NFTs. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like I'm not oh, buying something that, that just completely shames the company like that. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, okay, so we got that onto the list. Do you have anything else? I'm sure it'll come to me once uh, we keep talking. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, Walt, what about you? Okay, so there, there's, there's, there was no concrete decision. Uh, uh, there's some of the things that I think that were dumb that never came to fruition completely, but they were becoming, they were going to that place. Uh, for instance, the stalker situation, stalker two situation, where mm. they were going to dive, not dip their toes, dive a hundred percent deep into this NFT game 
and it just blew in their face in just awfully. And I yeah. think that the dumbest thing out of that story is the fact that they didn't go 20%. They didn't go 50. They were going to go 100. They were going to go fully on it. And I don't think that when something is as controversial and is as recent as NFTs are, you don't, I mean, granted, with businesses, you know, there's high risk, high reward, but in hindsight, now it just looks like a dumb move. Um, also, I also, was... say, I also say another really dumb thing about that is their mm -hmm. pseudo apology of like, oh, like, we're sorry that you're upset about this. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not about them. Exactly. It's about us. Yeah. Somehow. It, almost almost like, we're sorry that you guys don't understand this. You know? Yeah. It, yeah. It's really, really dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, I've made a complete lapse in judgment. You know, it gives you that vibe of a YouTube apology video. Um Oh, now, in, in terms of, of of something that never reached its fruition of dumb foundry, uh, the situation with PlayStation and and shutting down the Vita store. Mm -hmm. and, and PS3 not, and PSP. And PS3 and PSP and now warning certain devs and, 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 and having this miscommunication for the longest time and them not really talking. I think the dumbest move... Or one of the dumbest things the last year, another thing, is just the lack of communication from Sony and PlayStation in general. That that was, and we talked about it a lot, and we can go more, but we had enough episodes where we talked about it. I think that just their lack of communication was just one of the dumbest things that, that could have happened. And granted, they're not failing in any sense in terms of their video games and whatnot, but I think that was still dumb because it, it creates a, a sense of mistrust with them, and we've talked about it a lot, but so far those... Those two specific ones are, are are some that stand out. And as much as as we keep talking about it, we'll because let me tell you, uh, there's a lot of dumb shit, <laughs> there's a lot of dumb things that, that happens in, in in a year, but those two stand out the most right now. Okay. Um. All right. Let me. <laughs> let's see how we're gonna do this. Crack those uh, knuckles. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to see. I'm to see what Soul says, man. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I got. I got. I got. I got to goddamn uh essay right here um okay so uh my, my girl liara is taking care of this for me while, while, I'm, while i'm reading this list um okay so uh first off uh ethan's hands in resident evil village oh man oh man uh it's it's it, there's a story reason <laughs> like that's that's why yeah that's why we we just put it on the list but yeah i i don't think it'll actually make it because apparently he's like what a mold man so it makes it makes but, sense no i'm not saying it doesn't have to be on the list i'm just saying it's part of the story which makes it even funnier oh okay okay oh <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so yeah uh there's ethan's hands obviously uh blue box <laughs> abandoned situation Oh God! Yeah. Mm. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yes, um, that still went on, man. It's, it's still going on, actually. I know, man. Did um, you see how they got a they got a front page highlight the other day on PlayStation? Yeah, on the store they got a front page highlight for some reason. That's weird. It's so random. Um, <laughs> all right, so Blue Box abandoned uh, Mario movie cast, <laughs> which which. The, to be honest, the only thing I think is stupid is Chris Pratt being Mario. The other no, it has to it has to be Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong. I think that's gonna be cool. 
and, and Jack Black, <laughs> Jack Black, I forgot what character he's playing, but like when I saw it, I was like, okay, yeah, that Is makes it sense. Is no, it Bowser. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. You know but what? Yeah, now, dude, now dude. that I say it, maybe I don't see it. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Maybe, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Charlie Day being Luigi. I, I could see that. Um, Anya Taylor Joy with Peach. Oh nice. man, she could do anything. Sorry, I, I she could really do it. Hey yo, hey yo, oh, come on, come on, man, come on, man. You know what I mean? Nah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she gets, she gets, she gets. Uh, um, yeah. So that. Uh, let's mm. see. Uh, this uh, this was kind of <laughs> recent. Uh, CG Pro- CD Projekt Red saying that Keanu Reeves enjoyed playing Cyber- Cyberpunk 2077, 20- only for Keanu Reeves <laughs> to say that he's never played it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, stop the cap, baby. Stop the cap. <laughs> um, on top of on top of people saying that, that he said he was okay with people like having sex with him in the game. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. The Outriders bug that deleted uh inventory, right? Wasn't that wasn't that a thing? Yo, yeah, Lord yeah. Cognito was highly upset about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stopped um, him from playing the game. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Rockstar fucking up the GTA uh, remastered uh, definitive edition thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. So yeah, that's that's the that's the list uh, that I that I put together. So okay, so to quickly uh, run this uh, through again, um, the Red Ring of Death poster, the Stalker Two NFT, Sony shutting down the Vita, PSP, PS3 store. Uh, Sony's communication. Uh, Ethan's hands. Resident Evil Village. <laughs> uh, the blue box abandoned situation. Uh, Mario movie cast. Uh, CD Projekt Red. Uh, Keanu Reeves saying he's never played Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> the Outriders bug. Deleting inventory and GTA Definitive Edition. Right off. Can we also can we also add uh, Bethesda apologizing for their exclusivity you think that's dumb starfield i think that's so dumb man why why are people asking for that like that's i was like a given all right uh all right right. like like, i don't see why they needed to apologize for it that's like sony apologizing for you know that that uh ratchet clank is exclusive i don't think he was apologize uh pete heinz was apologizing for like the thing being exclusive are, like for Starfield being exclusive, like he he was saying more along the lines of like, um, like what was it? Like he's he's sorry because he 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 noted that yeah he, it would make people upset. And he understands why people uh, are upset, and he's like yeah I'm 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 sorry that you know people are uh, you know like upset about this. It was something along those lines. Like I I don't think he was specifically apologizing for the fact that Starfield was exclusive. I might be misremembering that, but like that's what I remember from that situation. But we we can still add it to the list, nonetheless. Okay. Um. All right. So where was I? Okay. So Sony communication. Uh, Bethesda apologizing. Uh. Okay. And then the Outriders bug deleting inventory and the GTA Definitive Edition. Right off the bat. Um. I'm going to delete the Outriders bug deleting inventory because, yes, that is incredibly dumb, but, like, I feel like there's other things that are, like, more dumb, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Okay. And a bit more intentional. Right. 
and, and they did eventually fix it, right? So it's like, mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I oh, okay. So. The, the I game so. is, the game is a much better state now than it was before. So. Okay. Mm. Um, what about you guys? Do you guys have any like instant things you want to delete? Hmm. <laughs> um. Honestly. Um, what you I, feel, about? I, I feel like <laughs> the, the, uh, for the meme i i think that we, we should keep a couple of these because they're 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 dumb in a good way kind of dumb like the ethan's hands kind of thing right, right um but like to keep it a bit lighthearted i would like delete the stalker one because that one people still get riled up about and i want to like avoid anything like that's like too controversial on the list um and they did course correct to, to exactly yeah exactly they mitigated real, real quick um yeah i would i would take that one out out of the ones but uh the sony ones that i'm keeping for now to see where we get okay um where is it where is it where is it where is it uh and honestly i would even take out the sony shutting down because they never they didn't do it but the communication they it it, it sucked the whole year okay I, I still feel like it was a dumb thing to do, though. It never just, actually I, did it, it, it just to never be, did to it, be fair. You know? Right, right. It, which, yeah. which, it's a dumb thing to think. They never did it. Uh, I think that a, a good portion of that story that made it so bad is the fact that they never talked about it, hence making the communication a worse part than them executing, which they never did. Um, but... If some of these drop, maybe we can bring it back. Uh, it depends on on how we feel about it. Yeah, I mean, well, so because the thing is, when it comes to Sony's communication, I feel like it's more disappointment mm -hmm. than it is dumb. Okay. Yeah. And 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 to and to piggyback piggyback off of that, I feel like one of the things that that was dumb from the past year was the upgrade fiasco. Hmm. Which does tie into the communication, but like it was one of those things where like, will they, won't they? On top of the Horizon thing, where you know they they said that before that people that would get the PS4 version or whatever is going to be a free upgrade, right? And then end up being like ten dollars for the PS5, and then they went back on that. Um, I right. feel like yeah. So I, if we're going on that, I feel like Sony flip flopping messaging is more of a clear like dumb thing than just their communication. Honestly, if that makes sense. honestly, I would. I would be in favor of taking out Sony communication altogether and just putting the PS4 to PS5 upgrade path in general. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. amidst, amidst all that path, communication was a factor amongst other things. <laughs> Suggestion. Just eliminate it all. Just put Sony. <laughs> just put dumbest thing. <laughs> Sony. <laughs> um, I'm also going to delete the Mario movie cast. Uh, it's yeah. It it is dumb, but <laughs> but I feel like it's yet to be seen if it actually can pull off, kind of thing. Yeah, I gotta wait, man. Maybe sure. it'll be featured the day it, it comes out. Sister, <laughs> but I also hey, man, you never know. But I also feel like Chris Pratt being Garfield is more dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot um, about that. So yeah, we can t take that off, and then <laughs> I'll, I'll also take off the CD Project Red saying that Keanu Reeves. <laughs> enjoyed cyberpunk what even though he didn't play it uh right. that, that that's more of just like something that's like really really funny to me and it's just like cyberpunk right. like 
they thought they were they were free of the smoke last year, but nah, it kept it kept came, it kept coming it kept it kept coming for them the the following year, man. Um, mm-hmm. And so, until that that next gen upgrade comes by, they still gonna get that smoke. If people, it comes by, if it even comes by, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, all right, so right now what we have is Ethan's hands, the blue box abandoned uh, saga, uh, GTA definitive edition. Um, the PS4 to PS5 upgrade path, Bethesda apologizing for exclusivity, and the Red Ring of Death poster. I'm Thank still, you. I'm still putting my money on the Red Ring of Death poster. Dude, that thing let me is tell stupid, you, man. I, until you brought it up, and now the more I thought about it, it's, it's so, so it goes from dumb to stupid. That's so weird. That's that's such a weird just move. It, it's like, it, I mean, they're capitalizing out of. <laughs> Out of something that just went horribly wrong, but and my thing is, what's their mentality like? Do they expect people to see it and be like, "Haha, I remember that time." I'm glad Xbox is much better now. Let me vote for this because they Let became a meme this. in 2021. That's why <laughs> they want a meme poster. God, the they became a yeah. They, I mean, 20, Xbox essentially became, you know, partially became like a meme in 2021 with like bringing like the you know the whole refrigerator thing for the Xbox Series X. And then mm-hmm. actually making a fridge out of it, which is actually is cool, but still is like they're, again they're 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 playing off of their own memes and their own failures and stuff, stuff like that. So that's like good fun. That's like good dumb, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Red Ring of Death poster for twenty five dollars is just like, what are you doing? <laughs> um. So, what are some ones that you guys think won't make our list? Won't make it, or that you wanna you wanna cut. Um. Well, I I know I know what I don't want to cut. It's obviously the the poster. It's the path upgrades for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan's yeah. hands. I think we can cut because I, I agree with Walt. It's like dumb fun. Really? Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Honestly, like uh, to to keep one out of like each list. In, at least my vote would be for Macho the red the red ring. For me, the Sony pad that we transform into the 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 path from PS4 to PS5. And then from Soul, Easton in his hands, because then we have something from the video game, something from Xbox, and then something from Sony, and it just keeps it nice and mixed. I don't know. And then we can just put Nintendo in there just because Nintendo. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, Nintendo did absolutely a couple of dumbass things this year. Yes, or I mean, last the, year, that's for sure. The NSO price or whatever for the N64 games you have to sword yeah you have the like key features being locked behind amiibos yeah those are pretty dumb things yeah yeah oh oh Um, my god yeah the fast travel oh god oh Oh. i feel like (laughs) i feel like person like blue box abandoned has to be on this list yeah yeah it's too big it's too relevant for it not to it has to be because, like, do you guys remember that took over, like, the entire month of, like, August, where people were just going down the rabbit hole, putting, you know, these these pieces together that for, didn't exist, but at the time seemed plausible, right? Like, I was totally in that rabbit hole as well. Um, yeah. and, then, and then you have the angle of Blue Box being, like... Um, oh no 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 guys like we, we like please trust us like we, we don't have anything to do with uh, Hideo Kojima uh, this isn't a Silent Hill game but then the next day they're like our next game uh, the first letter starts with S and you know the uh, the it's it's two words the first letter starts with S and the second letter or the second word starts with the letter H 
and then and then they have uh, uh, a snake, um, you know, like a eye patched uh, character um, on their website um, that was like hidden um, as well, right? Um, the guy going on video in his turtleneck to explain that they're really a they're that real they're a real per- that they are a <laughs> real <laughs> company, right? That is absolute. <laughs> that has to be on the list, man. I've never seen that before in my life. Like no, no like sounding depressed. Like no, guys. Like we're we're real. Like I'm a real human being. Like god damn, lies. <laughs> that man had an expensive turtleneck on. I'll just say that. <laughs> you got that from Uniqlo. The man's come from the same planet as Zuckerberg, the lizard. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> um, so the lizard. Um, uh, so are we breaking down like top three dumbest things or just top five? What are we doing then? Top three. Yeah, every, top everything's three? top okay. three. Um, then, uh, definitely, I would say definitely Blue Box Studios. And okay. that's, that has to be in there at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you guys if, do you guys not think that the GTA trilogy coming out absolutely fucking busted is dumb? And then like no, characters, I, no, I'm I'm, I'm and, just not surprised. And then char- and then characters riding on their bikes, their arms looking like goddamn like pool noodles, <laughs> having like no bones in their bodies. Uh, characters talking in cutscenes and then ran and then immediately getting hit by cars. Um characters looking like sims <laughs> characters right um characters looking worse in general than they did it back in like 2004 when this game came out or whatever like i don't know man i feel like this was like a slam dunk like so easy maybe i'm obviously not a developer so probably it's not easy but like i don't know it's just, it's just a slam dunk in my book you know these are like three of the most revered and like you know celebrated games of all time and you just absolutely shit the bed with it <laughs> and like i don't know man like i just feel like it's incredibly done this should have been an easy win for them and they just fucked it up man i think this one also falls more into like and very much so disappointing factor because it's rockstar and i'm not, I'm not disappointed and no <laughs> this is disappointing in 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 the sense that I didn't play it. I didn't buy it. I didn't feel the disappointment. But it's disappointing to see that a game was so busted when it came out, and it's from one of the most like ch- cherished and and you know highly regarded like high quality you know quote unquote uh, studios out there. And for it to have come this way, it's disappointing that this is a thing that's happening. Is it surprising? I mean, depends on who you ask. Is it dumb? Uh, I I don't know I don't know if the it coming out busted is dumb I think it's dumb that they made it take more time with it because I'm all for delays as I've expressed in the past I think delays make even better games at times um I think not delaying it was dumb but it coming out of the way it came uh I think it's more disappointing or just Flat, flat, just upsetting. Depending on who you ask, not for me. I'm not upset because I never played it. I never even yeah. played the original. So, for for me, it's it's more of just like par for the course when it comes to these companies that that really are just in over their head on their own success. And I'm gonna keep the same energy that I would if it was Square Enix, which happened what a couple weeks, not even a week, couple weeks ago, it happened a couple of days ago when they announced their NFT stuff. Where I want to see them get raked through the the coals man 
I want to see them get the backlash that they deserve for doing that, for doing something like that. And Rockstar absolutely got nailed for that, for um, for releasing the definitive edition the way it was. So, for me, okay. it's 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 like it's it's like it's like a I hope it's a wake up call. And if it's not, mm-hmm. then that's too bad. You know what? I'm gonna say it. Dumbest thing is Ann Walker. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we had a block, we had a gatekeep all everybody now because too many people <laughs> playing. <laughs> I want I want you guys to think about the goddamn rain in GTA San Andreas Andre, coming down Andre, coming Andre, down Andre. coming down from the heavens like goddamn curdled milk, man. All right. And I think it rendered under the water as well. I want you guys to think. I want you guys to think about when you took a heli- a plane or whatever and flew to the top of the map, and you see San Andreas below you, and there's no water around the entire city. There's no land around the entire city. It it just, it just looks like a like a like a a plot like on 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 the planet, man. Like it it's just it's just. It's so dumb in the fact that this should have been a slam dunk. Can you imagine if, um, you know, this Uncharted 4 remaster, for instance, if it cut, right? Like, this is a game that was uh, over a 90 on Metacritic, right? And if they, if this remaster comes out on PC and it's just like, you know, uh, Nathan Drake looks like he's got, I, I don't know, like he, he's got like a, a pepperoni face or something, or like, I don't know, he just like T poses everywhere, right? Like a, a game that is just like, it just should be a slam dunk, man. And you just like, I, I don't know, man, like, I feel like it's just so dumb that they couldn't do this their own game man they're like most important property man and they just didn't care enough to give it you know the proper amount of time to see it through to see that it would be a quality port you know it's just like incredibly dumb to me no yeah i I agree that it's dumb but i I don't think it's as dumb as like this over the the poster over the, I, uh, I agree. I agree. No, the, the PS4. The, yeah, the I agree. The PS4, path. PS5 upgrade path should be on the list, but like I'm, I'm arguing over a poster, man. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is more dumb than a poster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree with that. Um, I'll cut off um, the Ethan's hand thing. I, I, that's that's something. <laughs> that's something that. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there, buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's something, that's something, that's something that he's proud. (laughs) Yeah, because it was unintentional. Um, but yeah, Ethan's hands was, it's something that I got a kick out of. I think it's really funny. Um, it's also incredibly dumb, but yeah, I I think Mm. there's other things on this list that are like even dumber. Um, right. All right. So we have, what we have left is, uh, PS4 to PS5 upgrade, the blue box abandoned situation and GTA definitive edition how do you guys oh what no no go for it go for it how, how do you guys want to rank it for me i say the uh gta is number three upgrade pads number two and blue box number one yeah i'm okay with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it's a good it it, it establishes the 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 severity of each one very well because one is one puts the entire image of a company the other one is of an established one and then the other one is just like 
it, for some is indifferent, for some is very dumb. It really much depends. So I, I, I like the order of this. Okay. Cool. So, um, GTA, the definitive edition, uh, is at number three. Um, and then you said you said PS4 to PS5 upgrade is number two. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two, and then number one is the Blue Box slash abandoned uh, saga. So congratulations to to Blue Box. You guys are <laughs> awarded the the dumbest thing to happen in 2021. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, congratulations. Um, Pleasure to be here. Our next, our next, uh, our next category. Um, let's talk about the best moment to happen in a game in 2021, or just around the industry in in 2021. So, like, this could be like a trailer drop, or you know, a piece of news that that came out um during the year um you know it's whatever you guys want um for me i'm i'm too, i only have one for this well well do i have one uh <laughs> yeah, i have a few okay uh so uh so obviously this year was the the first time that i played um mass effect 3 uh there's multiple i'm not gonna put these on the on the list these these are just more like shout outs uh, but there's multiple, mm. uh, like Mass Effect 3 to me is a game that has like the highest highs and the lowest lows of the series. But when those highest highs absolutely hit. So for me, I think about Morden's Sacrifice. That's like one of my favorite moments in the entire trilogy. Um, Thane's Death, for instance, is another uh, one of my favorite moments in, in, in this year that I got to experience. Um and the whole final mission on earth getting to say goodbye to all of your uh companions was also like really really emotional um so those are some shout outs um walt uh solar ash the ending to that game was Ooh. uh was a was a absolute banger um absolutely so wanna... from the moment you give you're given the choice to the final fight yeah. that whole sequence that's amazing yeah so i want to i want to give a shout out to that um yes, and then uh was there another one uh no i think that's it okay so uh yeah so my main one that i want to add to the list is returnal uh the moment that you uh finish uh we could actually have multiple returnal returnal moments in this but uh the one that i want to put on the list is uh once you beat uh one of the best bosses in the game in my opinion nemesis um selene actually gets to escape uh atropos uh, she returns to Earth. Um, she lives out the rest of her life. I believe it was. I believe she said like sixty something years that she got to live on Earth once she uh, returned. Um, she lives out the rest of her life. We get to see that she has uh, another child. I believe um, she eventually dies. Uh, we get to see her being lowered into the grave. Uh, and when she dies, she returns to Atropos. So essentially, um, she was still stuck in this time loop, right? She, it, it, to such a degree that she got to escape the planet entirely and uh, died on Earth and still returned to Atropos, right? So she thought, you know, escaping Atropos meant that she was free from this time loop when in reality, no, she she's not. Um so to to me specifically the moment of you know the transition of 
being lowered into the grave and waking back up on Atropos is such a cool moment because as a player, you're like, we're, we're done. The game's done. We escaped the planet, you know, mission accomplished. But it's like, no, you're only at the halfway point. It was just one of those moments in this year that I'll never forget because it, for me, it was completely unexpected. And, um, you know, uh, later on, story-wise, you get to you get a little bit of understanding, like as to why specifically she's returning again and again and again and again. Um, and yeah, it, it just it's one of the standout moments for me personally. It was such a cool moment, um, and why uh, Returnal specifically and it's how it handled its time loop differs from like 2021 was like the year of time loops like there's so many games that has a, a time loop in 2021 but returnal stands out to me uh specifically because we get to see um sort of celine grasp with the time loop and multiple versions of herself that went through it and what it did to her mentally and how she had to handle it and yeah it this was one of the most powerful moments to me of the year yeah it's a good pick fantastic pick cool what are you macho um well as far as like when a moment's in a, it's it's a pretty wide spectrum of really cool things man uh like resident evil villages house beneviento was like one of the most oh. surreal video game experience i've ever had in my life like on the on the like on the on the cusp of bioshock's twist in the story you know, exploring Rapture and all that stuff. House of Beneviento just stands out so much to me as an experience. Um, I, and I only wish that that it was in VR and that I had a VR device so that I could get into that part more. Um, I've a heart attack? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, because the thing is, when people, Kakam was saying that Resident Evil, Resident Evil um, 7 was too scary. And so they toned mm. down the scariness, but House of Beneviento was just like one of the scariest things I ever experienced in any video game. Um, but again, it's one of my favorite things because of just the breadcrumbs that it gives you in that slow and antagonizing puzzle is, it's just masterful. Like it's, it's absolutely that whole part is just like a masterpiece, like on, on PT level stuff, man. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not having a baby because of that. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the other thing I just have to say that at least for me is one of my favorite things about 2021 was putting some knuckles on some high schoolers in Lost Judgment, man. <laughs> that was... Uh... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I, I think one of the best things to come out of 2021, though, for sure, was just um, the implementation of the DualSense for me. Yeah. Like, that absolutely just enhanced gaming for me. And we talked about it before. Like, we got bits and pieces of it in 2020 with... Astrobot, right, being the, the big highlight. Miles Morales is very subtle. And then you have some stuff in Demon Souls, stuff like that. But like when 2021, we had Ratchet and Clank with the part. We had Returnal. Even Destruction All Stars had like some really great implementation with the Dual Sense control, right? I never even got like halfway through that game on PS4, but because of the Dual Sense, I got through it entirely on PS5 because it just felt so good to play with that thing uh, and with the uh, control and stuff like that. So. I would say just the dual sense, like giving those ex- unique experiences I was looking for in a next gen console, that for me is like a huge highlight. Because um, before, when they announced PS PS Five, that's going to make me super excited about video games. That's going to make my experience even better. And ended up being one thing I was not really expecting is the the sense of touch 
and that goes with the dual sense. So I think yeah, just overall the biggest thing for me was like the dual sense in twenty twenty one. Nice, nice. Um yeah, so is that is that it for you? I mean there's a there's a couple of things, but like I, I think they're very specific, right? Like Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker, I don't really wanna like go into that territory, like you know, the twists and turns of that because one Walt hasn't finished yet and it's still pretty fresh. It's only been a month. I know it's like a invisible spoiler ban now on Twitter for people. What what <laughs> about think, like after after a month they could say everything, but still. What about just N Walker's success in general? Yeah, yeah, more or less. At the, at, uh, the things I don't know if that's like one of like obviously it's one of the best things, but like it's kind of it, it kind of sucks that they took away the sales of the game because people can't that really want to play it can't play it now. Right, right. But I think I think it is a big thing. Yeah, that the fact that an MMORPG, right, an MMORPG that's not World of Warcraft, has reached success and heights that it has reached, and that is uh, Endwalker. And I think it's uh, yeah, it's an incredible accomplishment, especially in the in the COVID pandemic. Man, Jesus. In a panty, yeah. What? <laughs> in a panty, he said. <laughs> in a, in a yeah. panorama. Panorama. Um, so yeah, uh, okay. Then with you, when you said that, then I'll put Anna Walker success and then uh, the dual sense for me, biggest things. Okay. What about you, Walt? So a few things, because uh, I want to make them as 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 not specific, but a few to make them a bit more quote-unquote special. One of them is includes two games, and it's Tales of Arise and Ease Monstrum Knox, and how both of those games gave those two franchises a wider audience, and it provided them a bigger, like, a- another chance at proving themselves as, like, honorable, you know, uh, uh, action RPGs slash RPGs, and... And how they essentially those two titles put those two franchises on the radar, similar to how Yakuza Zero had put the Yakuza franchise on the radar on a much bigger radar here on the West. So I think that's specifically those two fall into one uh, that one category uh, as one pick. The other one is a video game moment and is the ascendance to Hyperion and the yes. fight itself. And it's the entire, and I mean the entire sequence from the moment you're at the base and you hear figments of that music and you start ascending and it gets louder and louder and louder. And when you get there, he still, he flexes on you and he puts some notes in there and then he starts attacking and it is just fantastic. I love that fight. I love the music. The music is what makes it all the more special. The, the purpose, the, the, the meaning, the, the, just the symbolism and all of it. it it's, it's a beautiful fight. Uh, granted, Returnal has a lot of moments that could very much fall in this, like you mentioned in the beginning. Uh, I was in between, I was choosing between Hyperion and the boss previous to that one, forgot the name. Um, Nemesis. Is it Nemesis? The big epic one where, Yeah. yeah, that fight is insane. And insane to the point where I won that fight, but it was a a clutch that was a clutch i was one hit away from having to repeat it and he and the boss was one hit away from me defeating it so it just made it all that more exciting adrenaline filled um but my pick is the hyperion one because it's so subtle but it's so amazing so beautiful and then another amazing thing that happened just in general i think game pass 
and Game Pass for 2021 it just proved that that service is goes far and beyond on introducing more titles, on being a, a, that bang with your buck, uh, providing it's access. The best deal in gaming. As, as many would say, best deal in gaming. Uh, so much so that you know PlayStation is trying their own version of it, and you have you know many people talking about how just uh, you know, a service platforms like that uh, seems to be the future and whatever. Uh, I don't know necessarily agree with that, but I think the Game Pass in general is just a great offer, a great value this year. And, you know, having titles like the entire Yakuza franchise, you have Scarlet Nexus in there, you have Hades in there, you have so many good titles in there uh, people can really, truly enjoy. So I think uh, just Game Pass in general this year really kicked butt. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like this was the year that game pass really like hit its stride right like the promise of game pass was like it was all leading up to like this year specifically um absolutely like like, even though games like you know like back for blood or outriders didn't like they had their moment and but they didn't necessarily have you know lasting effect it was still a big deal that they that they were like there right um Mm -hmm. from the jump or or whatever um, yeah. And then obviously MLB as well, right? So yeah, they they definitely had oh, a, a, a pretty damn good year. Um, and, yeah, and- I'll, I'll I'll piggyback off of that real quick, just like because mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Back for Blood, and the thing is like you know I wouldn't have touched that game with a ten foot pole, but hmm. but the fact that you know my coworkers who are gamers too were like, yeah, we want to check out Back for Blood. I've been playing it, and, and in my head I'm like, Man, I'm never gonna play that game. I don't want to pay for it. But I saw it in Game Pass. Like, oh wait, I can't play with you guys. If you want to link up, we can definitely play a couple of games on PC and cross over with Xbox, stuff like that. So, like, yeah, yeah so th- like you said, that promise was for Game Pass and, like, and just that availability, I think it's, like, it's huge. Yeah. For 20- it was huge in 2021, for sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Um, it's funny because um, I, I was watching another podcast, uh, like, their Game Awards, and they had, you know, they said a similar thing. Uh, they brought up uh, Game Pass as a nominee. Um but their argument was that like Game Pass has been awesome since since you know it's it's inception. So like that's why they didn't necessarily have it as like the winner, um, you know, for this year because it's like you know it's it's always been great, right? But to that, I would I would rebuttal that yeah, like yeah, like what we just said, like this felt like the year for Game Pass, um, as opposed to like you know years past specifically, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I think I think I'll I think I'll add uh, just to jump topics. I think I'll add to <clears throat> something that I, I just thought of right now, and that's uh, it takes two winning game of the year and the game awards. Yeah, mm. I th- I think that's a huge moment, um, and for not for me specifically because it's one of my favorite games of 2021, but more or less because of like what the kind of game it is. Uh, we always yeah. have the conversation of you know big budget AAA action games or triple a games can only make it into the game to game awards because of the reach and, and and marketing and all that stuff um but then we have anomalies right like a walking dead telltale winning game of the year hades just sweeping game awards not specifically keely awards because last was two and stuff like that but just in general kind of like the vibe of like the industry and then it takes two winning game of the year for 2021 among the titans like metroid dread and death loop mm-hmm. um no, we're What's not calling. We're not calling Deathu a, a, a Titan, man. Let's, let's <laughs> In any case, the, it takes to a co-op game winning game of the year. It's just like for me, it's like one of the best moments of last year. Yeah, and.
Takes two in general just is one of the greatest achievements just in video games, I think, and mm-hmm. and how, just how how well it all synergizes and and the reception and people understanding that this is actually a fantastic game. You don't have to be a triple H just mammoth to produce something great. I mean, we've seen this before, you know, in games like Hollow Knight and 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 uh, Ritual. What, what do you call? Oh my goodness, the Suda, oh my, the Symphony of the Night creator created the platformer. Oh uh, yeah, Blood Bloodstained, right? Yeah, 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 Bloodstained, uh, Ritual of the Night. Uh, you know, you have these small games that they essentially they're, they're fantastic, phenomenal video games. So I'm, I'm glad that it takes two it existing itself. Uh, it, it it's a lot of faith, puts a lot of faith in me in in, in video games and industry. And Joseph Ferris, he's a He's a he's a he's a hell of a guy. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, like I said, when I went for the platinum, and it takes two last night. There's a couple of things I I definitely missed my first playthrough, but we explored more in the the playthrough most recent, and there are just some awesome Easter eggs, man. They're yeah. just so good. Yeah, like nice, I said, that game nice. that game that game is a crazy good achievement. Yeah, man. Yeah. But Game Pass and Joe, man, and it takes two, and yeah, uh, those those will be my picks. Uh, some I feel more strongly than others just because of the impact, but yeah. That would be it. Um, I'm going to also add uh, <laughs> the the reveal of uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your power. And him and him saying that you know his uh, Knuckles wouldn't be sexy, and then <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and then that that ended oh. up being a lie. Well, I think I think that knuckles could be for another category if you know what I'm talking about. Oh hey, man, you, know, you you can apply some <laughs> other rules to that, you know? <laughs> oh, maybe man. maybe not 33 of them, but but one know, more. When, when he delivered that line though, that was pretty. That was pretty. Epic. That was more. I was like, damn, I'm actually watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not watching that. Oh, um, <laughs> but um, okay, so seems like our list right there so um okay so we have the uh returnal transition from biome 3 to biome 4 uh house beneviento uh beating up kids and lost judgment uh uh, dual sense in 2021 uh end walkers success the ascent to Hyperion and Returnal, Game Pass in 2021, and it takes two uh, winning game of the year. I think we should have two, like this category should have two subcategories: one for video game moment and one for an industry moment. Nah, I feel, I feel like it all just kind of like lumps together. Just like it's it's you, the, like the category is just like think? best moment in 2021. So best yeah, moment? that kind okay, yeah that kind of like encapsulates whether it's a game or just like industry. Okay, okay, okay. Makes, makes sense. So my top three would be <clears throat> It Takes Two Winning Game of the Year. Had the lead up to Hyperion. And and Walker Success. That'd be my top three, yeah. I'm gonna go with that. I think I would I would also have the Hyperion Ascent. Um, I really like the, the the returnal transition from biome three to four. That would personally be on mine, but I don't think, I don't think that's gonna make it on on our list. Um, so yeah, the ascent to Hyperion. Um, I, I I honestly would put the house house Beneviento because even though that's something that's probably what's keeping me from playing Village, 
I, <laughs> I, I will totally concede that that is a really like insane moment. Um, so yeah, I would have that as well. And, um, um, I feel like I'm stuck between it takes two and just game pass in 2021. I feel like that would be like my four. What about you, Walt? I would. I mean, of course, the the ascendance to Hyperion. Uh, so that's on that's on our them. list, no matter what, because all yeah, three yeah, of us, that. yeah, all three of us mm-hmm. said that. So we agree on that one. Um, I would say the dual sense just it, it really dual sense have been a make or break for me with a lot of video games and how. I mean, look at what the Ricochet gun. It made a gun in a video game feel all the more worthwhile. And same with other video games. It's made it that much more enjoyable. Uh, so I think the Hyperion, the DualSense, and then Macho swayed me on this. And I think that it takes two winning game of the year because I, I started thinking about what has won game of the year all those years back. And they've all been AAA, you know, highly regarded, you know, sweethearts and... Except for that one time that Sekiro won, I was I was blown away. I did not expect Sekiro to win, which I'm glad it did. <laughs> it felt like a default game <laughs> to be honest. I, I, no, I was like, wait, like, because I, I always see like more accessible, like you know, pe- things that people games that generally are like that's a safe pick, but I didn't expect Sekiro to be there. Um, but yeah, I think that it takes two winning. That's pretty big, because I mean, honestly, people that that was one of the most positive receptions of the community in general when it won a game of the year people were so happy and like you barely heard anyone complaining and if you did it was probably someone with an anime pfp you know like <laughs> it wasn't much much there but yeah those would be my three picks i so it looks like it takes two game of the year oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be on there right yeah so that'll be on there so we have Hyperion, um, it takes two, and then one more. I feel like for me, yeah, like, it takes two. For Like, obviously, I haven't played the game, so, like, I don't really, like... I, I don't really, like... It, it winning game of the year was cool, but, like, it's... Yeah, it wasn't, like, the biggest thing to me. But specifically mm-hmm. why I like it winning game of the year was, like, seeing Joseph Ferris up on stage and seeing how mm-hmm. excited he was. Like, that, that to me... It, it, it wraps up in sort of it takes two winning in general, but yeah, to me specifically, I think that was my favorite moment of that whole thing. Um, okay, nice, nice. so, all right, so what did every okay? So Macho said N Walker success. Walt said mm-hmm. Dual Sense, yeah. and I said Game Pass. So Honestly, we, if if you say Game Pass, and and. Let me tell you, as much as the DualSense, DualSense is only for PlayStation, Game Pass, at the very least, gives you more flexibility, whether you have an Xbox or, or a PC. So I think that, it, you know, giving it more thought, I would put Game Pass over the DualSense, because the DualSense is very much, I've been able to experience, but I know how hard it's been for some people for PlayStation. Uh, I'd say Game Pass uh, over the DualSense in this regard. I also really like N. Walker's success, though. Like it's it's just it's just like a feel good story, you know. Like I, I in yeah. in a, in a time where like it's just so like everything is so cynical, and social media, specifically Twitter, is just so like filled with negativity. Toxic. It it just it just feels good to have you know like 
just something that everyone like universally like loves and adores you know what i mean mm-hmm. dude put it one step forward rest in peace kentaro miura the the that's not the best moment the, no, no, man. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the way that the Final Fantasy fourteen honored his memory in the game, like with N, like I just say, like not even N Walker success, just Final Fantasy fourteen in general. Like that's such a success. Twenty twenty one really proved that that video game is this. And we, you know, we have our marketing leader over here that keeps you know talking the phrases <laughs> of this. Uh, that's why I haven't honestly, said anything really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the success. Let me tell you, man. I. And I'm playing it right now as we speak. You know, as we were doing this, I, I, I'm doing some grinding and whatnot. So, like, I, this game, dude, yeah, put that put that success up there. Put it, <laughs> put it up there. Yeah, man. I guess I guess I don't really need to kind of like sell the idea of this. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think like mid to Walton Soul's point. Yeah, it's just where it started. You know, 10, 12 years ago, and where it is now is like night and day difference. And the fact they're able to steer the ship in this way, and to not only just have like a, a, a successful, you know, franchise in Final Fantasy, but the the most successful game in the entire franchise, and uh, just again the way they, I, I can't wait for you all to get to End Walker and see how it all wraps up, man. Because like it's super special the way they did it, and um, yeah, I think yeah. It's it, like the whole community aspect as well. Like everyone's like rude. Even with something like it's like so bad, right? Like people can't get into the game. They're waiting for hours just to get into the game. And people are still like, we're with you. Yeah. Don't worry. Like we understand. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just go with, go by go by day by day. Even then, you know, they don't have to be this forward, to be this communicative. And even when they are, they're super sincere. Like the guy, no, no, uh, Naoki Yoshida, Yoshi P., he cried when the, they had to delay the game just two to three weeks because he was so excited for everybody to play it, and he felt like it would disappoint everybody if he would just delay it just by even by two to three weeks. So that kind of stuff you don't see in the game video game industry at all. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, so that sounds like a, a good number three. Uh, how how do we rank this? Mm, I would say, me personally, I would put. Hyperion number one, because I know how much we've sung the praise and how much that moment has been so special in that video game. And mainly because uh, as much as I love It Takes Two winning game of the year, it's it's a great feat. I haven't finished the game, so I'm not as invested in, in, in that situation as I am with the moment that Hyperion, how personal that was. So I would put that one number one, number two, uh, It Takes Two, and then number three, and Walker. Or I could switch and Walker and... It takes that's two. what, that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. I, I would switch and Walker for number two, and yeah. then put it takes two number three. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I agree Perfect. With that. Okay. Yeah, I love that ranking because yeah, that that moment hype that like because I I love the transition you're talking about soul two in in Returnal where yeah. you go from biome the from mm. biome three to four. Yeah. But that moment was really lost on me because I knew that there's more beyond the game. Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. That you sucks. Know? Yeah. Oh, so I, like, I, so like, so like, knowing that, like, completely wrong. Like, no, I know there's more, and this is not. A spoiler. This ain't the end. This ain't the end. Yeah. It's also Don't lie to me. It's also made like even cooler. Um, during the, I don't know if it actually plays even sooner in the game, but specific. It actually might now that I think about it. Um, but specifically during you know the transition from biome three to four, um, 
you know, the the song that Selena's playing on her piano is the same song that Hyperion plays later on his um on his organ, right? So, um yeah, it's almost like a like a little tease of like what what is to come. Um and just the song in general is, is something that, you know, it, it has a specific meaning to um to uh to Celine and you know I think I think it was a song that like her father played or something like that and so like when she's making the ascent that's why she's so insistent on silencing the music and and why it's like actually like driving her insane um you know like I'll never forget like once you actually defeat Hyperion um and what she says afterwards she's like like finally you know like silence like it was too much too much and the way that she says it right um, like, she, like almost like exacerbated. Like she has like this huge relief that like finally she's no longer hearing this music. Like, yeah, that that entire that entire moment just hits so hard. Um, it's so cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I I am totally down for keeping that as as number one. Um, but yeah, man. So for this specific category, we have. The Ascent to Hyperion and Returnal, uh, Endwalker's success at number two, and It Takes Two winning Game of the Year at number three. So congratulations, Returnal, for taking the best moment of 2021. Again, I feel like we should have that music from uh, The Price is Right playing. The da 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 that that um all right so uh next category um biggest disappointment of 2021 I only have one and you guys know what it is it's Deathloop yeah so uh, yeah Deathloop from Deathloop is away. yeah my my biggest disappointment of 2021 as, a, as an arcane fan i was i was really let down by that game that i didn't even finish it um damn i think the biggest like I, i've i've made my issues with that game well known but i think the biggest thing for me is the promise of like first of all it's like one of the least interesting you know sort of like utilizations of the time loop mechanic in general right in a year where loop hero came out where um you know the forgotten city came out where returnal came out um death loop just like doesn't really use its specific time loop in a really interesting way um the outer wilds dlc came out as well right like these are all using a time loop in varied and more interesting ways mechanically and death loop just like once you die and you return to the beach it's like oh, crap all right let's do this all over again right like it, it just never feels exciting um it never feels like you're really like learning uh or taking the knowledge that you've taken that you've gained from previous runs into you know the next loop um so there's that but more specifically like the premise of like it, it felt like they were really building up this in the in the marketing and even in the game a little bit once you start playing of this idea of like it being a puzzle like okay i'm gonna have to get like a notebook out and write like okay this specific visionary is only comes out during the morning uh the second visionary is only available during the night um you know i can only open this door specifically if i go through this building during the afternoon right like they set up all these things during specific times throughout the day and you can only access certain levels throughout specific uh, or you know 
throughout the day and then and things like that so it really felt like you needed to keep track of all these little bits of information um only for the and and it made it seem with you know the fact that certain people were only available throughout certain periods of the day that you could tackle this a number of ways when in reality it was literally there's only one solution to this giant puzzle and it it's really like it was really handholdy in which like it, it basically told you like okay now do this okay now uh, once you've done that now you go ahead to this area and do this right like it felt really really handholdy and it never really allowed for much experimentation as opposed to like a prey or a dishonor um so that was one of the biggest disappointing things of like oh man so there was only really one solution to this entire thing all right well that sucks um so yeah Deathloop in general i have way more issues but i've already talked about them at length before so i'll leave it at that but yeah what about you guys what what are some things that disappointed you this year and i'm i'm looking hard because like i try to stay away from expectations and and just general <laughs> i mean so i was still scarred by by uh by um cyberpunk <laughs> okay yeah one of the biggest disappointments not getting that next gen upgrade, not getting these big, juicy patches that that were mentioned. You know, not having uh, the the. I get it. I, I I'm not. You know, the disappointment doesn't mean that I'm angry or I resent CD in any shape, way, shape, or form. But it's disappointing to know that even after a whole year, the video game is not running optimal conditions, and there's still bugs on it. There's still there's Still problems with performance issues. There's, there's, the next gen upgrade is not here. So in general, I think that one of the biggest disappointments is Starpoint 2077 still remaining in the state that it is. I'm not saying it's a bad state, but it's not the state that was mentioned that would be during 2021. And the big two patches that they mentioned that we're gonna do, they didn't really go far beyond from what usually these next gens or, or big uh, patches do to a bit more broken down video games. So I'd say that that one is one of the more uh, big disappointments in, in 2021. Regarding an actual game, I try to stay away from games that might disappoint me because there's so many. Uh, not really a, a specific. I'd say that a, a disappointment with video games, uh, this is just more personal, not getting through it more. There's a lot of video games that I wish I had played, but I just it, it, I didn't I didn't schedule well enough to play certain video games, and I'm disappointed that I didn't get around to play them through. But they're in my backlog. I'm gonna take care of them this year. Uh, but that's more of a personal disappointment uh, on that front. But yeah, I'd say 20, uh, Starpunk 2077 remaining the way it is still into 2022. Um. I feel like I also, and Walt, maybe you can kind of help me out with this one. Uh, Atlas, yep. um, didn't they like, like specifically with like the Persona 25th anniversary thing? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like Pete, we were really like kind of like, like anticipating like a Persona 6 announcement, and it just ended up being like I know I know they said that this is gonna be stretched out over like seven months or whatever, yeah, but like six announcements and something like that. Right, but then like the first mm -hmm. few announcements was like, um, 
Yeah, it was merch, right? <laughs> so, biggest I, disappointment, Atlas merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I want to yeah. add that. Um, yeah, I would agree. And honestly, I, I love. Here's the thing. I didn't expect anything, but I I can see how many people would see the Persona 4 Ultimate, uh, the arena game, being a disappointment because they probably expected something Persona 6 related or or Project Re Fantasy, uh, which they're working on, or um, possible. <laughs> Are they? <laughs> I mean, it, it's still it's still you know there's still some some believers out there. I know that Alice mentioned that they're 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 going to talk about it more this year, uh, but I know that. There's still people that would like to see Persona 5 on PC, and they expected that. So, like, I know that that specific announcement would have been disappointing for a lot of people. Not for me. I'm I can't wait to get my hands on Arena. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd say yeah, yeah, Atlas merch <laughs> instead of an actual announcement. I get it. They they had to leave the best for last, and I'm pretty I'm almost certain that at the end of these announcements we're gonna see a P6 or a teaser or something. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah. What about you, Macho? What, what what do you put in the fray? Um, there's a couple of things that come to mind, and one of them is uh, no Last of Us factions announcement. Damn. <laughs> another yeah. another outbreak day, another disappointment. <laughs> um, merch, more merch. <laughs> merch stickers, toys, uh, <laughs> what have Watches, you? Watches, a watch. I think there was a watch or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 honestly, it kind of falls in line with some Square Enix um, merchandise that's just so weird and outlandish and stuff you wouldn't really expect. Um, they sell clocks, by the way, just to let you guys know. Um, so, like, it's like if it falls into that realm where it's just like you're expecting something so great for Outbreak Day because they make it such a big deal um, and ends up being just more kind of just like cool stuff, like, you know, highlighting fan art and stuff like that. And, and some merch stuff and you know vinyls and all that stuff is still is like where is factions two? Where are you going to show us like what's going to happen with factions two and anything that's going to happen? And on top of that, having like the Last of Us like sixty FPS patch come out so late in twenty twenty one too, like that felt like it should have been like a day one PS five thing when it ended up not being that. Um, I think the other thing that was uh, kind of a disappointment as well. I'm kind of looking at my shelf here. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to like, think. What was I disappointed to buy? Let's. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? What's the buyer's remorse? Um, <laughs> I think. Well, I think one of the disappointments is also one of the. I think one games that fits in another one of our categories is uh, Zelda Skyward Sword's release. Um, that was really disappointing. I was looking forward to actually replaying that game, and then when I learned that like all the hubbub around it and the whole amiibo situation, like it just. I don't get it, man. I really don't get where Nintendo's heads at. Where some some of the re-releases, like they're really just trying there, to capitalize on their on their fans now. Yo, Walt, were you yeah. kissing your microphone or something? What what's going on there? What? Macho, macho, <laughs> what did it? Did it sound? Did it sound close? <laughs> I was I was I was adjusting my headphones. Did it sound like I was kissing something? Yeah, I was trying. I was trying to listen, and you're over there having a field day with it. Like, goddamn. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, what's going on over there? I feel like... <laughs> my bad, my bad. I was adjusting it. It was falling off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were dusting it? Okay. Macho, you have you have any more? Hmm. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to think. As, oh, wait. Did Was it this year that we, we got confirmation that Sony's doing a Twisted Metal series? 
Yeah, that was, that was at CES, yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is, like, a disappointment. Maybe it is, but I'm just, like, why do... Who wants a Twisted Metal series, man? Like... <laughs> Can we be honest, man? <laughs> like, who who wants that, man? Like, do do a goddamn Bloodborne animated animated series instead. Like, like, come on, man. Yeah, like, I, I, I know. Feel like, yeah, it feels like a given too. Like, and and I know like they're doing a game uh, as well to kind of you know kind of capitalize on on that. So that makes sense. But like, you know, I I don't know. Like Ghost of Tsushima's movie, you know, the Last of Us HBO series, the Uncharted uh, movie, like. Those all make sense because those are like you know PlayStation's some of their biggest IPs. But like a Twisted Metal series, man, like that that just felt like a weird choice when every other decision that they've made, specifically with PlayStation Productions, has been like, yep, yep, yep. Like those all make sense, right? Uh, Twisted Metal is so, just so, like the one that like sticks out like a sore thumb, in my opinion. Have you seen the movie Red Line? No, dude, it is a, it's a raising anime movie. And it has one of the most incredible animation, stylistic choices in an, in a movie. And if this would make sense, the Twisted Metal series, movie, whatever they do, would make sense if they're going for something that is going to blow us away in some capacity. Because the thing with, with shows, it's like, it's similar. I always compare it back to Guardians of the Galaxy to like, you get pitched this idea of a movie and like, it's going to come out, it's a Marvel and you hear, what, it's a raccoon in a tree? Like, what, what's, what's this movie? Then you watch it, and it's like, oh, wow, that's pretty good. So, like, I feel like until I see... It's like the Mario movie, the cast. Let's see how it turns out. I know we're iffy on it, but let's see how it turns out. But, like, with this with this uh, animated, whatever the case may be they're doing, you know, with Castlevania, they do that stylistic choice. It's it's going to look banger, because Twisted Metal is insane. The, the lore in that in that game and the, 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 the design of characters, Sweet Tooth, and, and, like, everything is insane. It's insane. All right. Well, we'll see, I'd be we'll down see. for it, but I don't know if people are asking for it. That's the big question. I don't know if people are like crazy over Twisted Metal show right now, but maybe there's this is their way of resurging the series. Just like Castlevania, when the show came out, now everyone's buying the collection. Everyone's buying these anniversary collections, you know. Yep, My, yep, that was me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it works. We could, we can also say uh, Japan Studio being shuttered, rip as a as a disappointment. Even though, even though, like. Personally, I'm glad that like all you know the resources and focus has been put into Team Asobi now instead of making them a full fledged first party studio. Um, but yeah, definitely seeing Japan Studio that little bit of history uh, kind of go away is definitely you know kind of sad and disappointing. Hundred um, percent, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it for me. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys have any others? I don't know. Walt, Walt mentioned Castlevania, and I thought I was like, "Damn, I should have mentioned Castlevania." It's like one of like my best, my favorite things about 2021. <laughs> um, hey man, you can put it in because Castlevania is kind of—it's amazing. It's lit, yeah, man. Amazing. Yeah. Especially oh, like, oh, hey, yo, oh, hey, yo, I, hey, yo, we we talking shows? Arcane, man. That's like one of the best things that happened in 2021. Oh, like, you're right. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. yo, man. Um. God damn it! Wait, did I lose it? Uh, wait. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Konami picking, uh, or teaming up with, what's their name, Bloober Team, to make, uh, what we think might be a Silent Hill game? Do you guys Maybe. remember this? Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, Bloober Team? 
like <laughs> you know you know, you know yeah, you, the, the, yeah the ones that made the medium earlier in the yeah, year yeah, yeah. that you know, i forgot about yeah you know that meme of soldier boy uh at the breakfast club when he's like drake <laughs> like that, that's me that's me with bloober team right now like konami really y'all y'all really picked them okay all right man i mean it, it to, to be fair in, in some capacity i guess that i don't i didn't hate it i don't know if some people had problems with it the medium i enjoyed the medium for what don't it cap, was cap. no no let me tell you i'm a cap because because the thing with that game whenever you on... say whenever you say i enjoy something for what it was i mean it's like you know you know it's bad no, because like I, anyway. I know how how public opinion works, and and like <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. <laughs> Shut the hell up, you Walker ass. <laughs> the thing with that game is, I played it on Game Pass, and this is this is my disclosure. I played it on Game Pass. I didn't buy the game. I gave it a try. I I know what people mean. I enjoyed it, and knowing Bluebird Team, you know, working on Silent Hill, am I worried? No, I'm not too attached to this franchise, but. They, it's not like they haven't worked on horror. They've done Layers of Fear as well. Observer, not horror, but it's there's a vibe in there. Uh, <laughs> there's a vibe. But like with the medium, it it didn't hit the marks that people were expecting. But it wasn't a full miss, I don't think, at least. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not capping. I'm just like, I don't expect things to be pristine. Yeah, that's fair. That's you know? Fair. You know? It, it's um... a... And then I think I think the last thing that I will I will add, and then we can start whittling down this this list is uh, Battlefield 2042. I was I was so excited for this game. You know, oh, I, yeah. I I kept telling you guys that this was basically my most anticipated game. Like around I don't know once we got to like the fall, and you know the fact that I haven't bought it, I haven't played it, uh, tells you everything you need to know. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's definitely a big disappointment for me. Um, okay. So our list goes as follows: uh, Deathloop, the Cyberpunk next-gen version being delayed, Atlas merch instead of Persona Six, Last of Us factions, <laughs> uh, Skyward Sword, Twisted Metal series, Japan Studio, Bloober Team making Silent Hill, and Battlefield 2042 as the biggest disappointments of 2021. Um, I. I'm okay with taking off Twisted Metal series and Bluebird Team making Silent Hill. Those are those are just like things I just thought of like on the spot right now. I'm disappointed. I'm personally disappo- disappointed by it, but I don't, I don't think they'll make our list. Yeah, I was I was thinking NFTs too for for Castlevania and Square Enix, but they're kind of falling to 2022 stuff now. Right, right. Yeah, that would have been my number one. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. Sheesh. Um. I, I definitely think that uh, I can't say the same for Deathloop, but man, like the way it just sweeped critic reviews was just odd. Tens and nines, and tens and nines. Yeah. Yeah, and then like it can, it, and right now it feels like a fart in a wind, man. Yep. Um. Yeah. I think it very much missed. I, I it to to. To play a little bit of a, a little bit of devil's advocate, I think that for our taste and what we expect in a video game, us three, Deathloop, and considering our history with the company and Soul, you know, talking about Arcane and whatnot, and me being a fan of that, and as well as as you know, games like Prey and whatnot, I think that it missed the mark on our end, but on so many people, it very much was a 
completely fine experience, which I see how, but doesn't justify it and doesn't make it, you know, a, a, a entry that I'm interested in. But I can see why it swept completely, you know, um, when it came out, because then now it's like, who talks about it? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's great when it came out. But now it's like, who talks about it? And I don't I think games succeed the most when when it's still, you know, like Final Fantasy, like people this year, 2022, people are not going to stop talking about and Walker. They're not. Mm-hmm. IGN They're not, gave you know? it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> GameSpot, GameSpot awarded it. It's game of the year. I, I, I can't understand why. I just can't. You know, my my brain cells are working really hard to try to figure it out, and they're just coming up with nothing. <laughs> just like in that SpongeBob episode, <laughs> they're burning. Yeah, they're, they're, they're coming What's up with no game? results. <laughs> yeah, they, they got nothing. They got nothing, man. Um, I'm going to say that, uh, I think the one to, to, to definitely make the list, you said, what was it? It was Deathloop, Cyberpunk next gen version, uh, Atlas merch instead of Persona 6, Last of Factions, Skyward Sword, Japan Studio getting shuttered, um, Battlefield 2042. I... So for me personally, like my ranking for for these three would be, um, Battlefield twenty forty two is number three. Cause that game had potential. Even I was interested. Man, I don't that, even like that military trailer. Shooters. That trailer at E three. You remember that? That trailer was so epic, man. Right? That trailer was something else. Yeah. Like that. That made me. I was like, oh, I want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, I played the the beta and I was like, ugh, I don't want to play that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Number two would be uh, Japan Studio for sure, and number one personally because this is the year that 2021 was also the year that I got into Last of Us Part Two was uh, not getting any sort of factions snippet tease whatever. It's always referred to as that game, that project when they just they're not they're not saying anything about it. Now to me that's like because I love Factions One, man. Like I absolutely love Factions One. I put so, so many good. hours into it. I feel like I feel like my biggest rebuttal to the whole factions thing is that like they never really like every outbreak day is just it's always been merch. It's always been like here's this new Last of Us hoodie, here's this new poster, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like I remember 2020 was when they revealed the uh, Kojima Productions Naughty Dog collaboration, and uh, Yoji Shinkawa drew like you know. No, that was cool as hell, man. Yeah, cool. so it's it's always been things sort of like in that nature. Like in terms of like big announcements, there's never really been anything like that for for Outbreak Day. No, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. It's um, I think it's more just like in 2021 in general, just like of how quiet they were with that. Um, because we heard only heard about it once, and that was when you know it it was a news that it was going to be a separate thing, or something <clears throat> that was not going to be part of the Last was Part Two package. So, at least, and, that, and that's in my ranking too, like my own like yeah. personal disappointment, especially with the Last was Part Two, where like that game just really didn't click for me, and um, I'm still <laughs> reeling about it. Like I want to go back to it, but there's parts where I'm just like I, I just I can't. I'm just so disappointed. Like what was presented there. Yeah. with the story and the characters but and that kind of ties into my disappointment with factions as well not being really shown up despite still being really excited for what they have in mind so but that's just me so battlefield 2042 is one of my picks 
Studio Japan, and then last was Factions Two. Not not. One. What about you, Walt? I think, man, it sucks that there's an episode that we can all go to and be, and we will be so happy, and we were so happy about 2042 and all these expectations, and, and we're like, oh, we're gonna get together, we're gonna play the battlefield. Nah, never happened. Look how it turned out. That definitely has to be in there. I'll think about the where the position as I muddle through these. Second pick. Although the Japan Studio situation happened, it's not like it stopped there. And there has been some progress and there has been some retaliation from that and they've moved on to better endeavors in some capacity. Um, I don't think if I put... I, at the moment, it would def it was definitely like a, a big disappointment. But now I think they they've they've worked with what they have right now. And like and like yeah, it was disappointing to see because yeah, like you're you're you know that's that's a big part of PlayStation history. You know, mm -hmm. like they are they're so synonymous with with the brand. But at the same time, like I think about what that studio has done over the course of like the last few years. And mm -hmm. it is really, really slim, you know, aside from helping being essentially a support studio and, and helping, you know, essentially, you know, like Blue Point um, for, you know, Bloodborne, like Demon Souls, you know, things like that, or helping on Hot Shots Golf or, you know, they, they've, they've been really more in a support studio capacity. I would be way more disappointed if they were like, you know, if like Gravity Rush 2 came out in like 2019, you know, if if they if they were really sort of like popping off games recently in recent years, then I I think I would be feeling this a little bit more. If The Last Guardian came out in like 2018 or like 2020, you know, then I would be like, man, like these guys were just, you know, releasing games. That's crazy. But no, we really haven't seen anything major from them since Gravity Rush 2. So that's why I feel like, yeah, it is disappointing, but it's not like the most, like this on this list, it's like the most disappointing thing to me too. And the fact that, you know, mm -hmm. like Team Asobi is like, they're doing their thing now. They're going to be bigger. They're going to be, we hope, is going to be making, uh, you know, bigger uh, full-fledged games now whereas you know maybe if they were still stuck under the japan studios umbrella you know they would just been regulated to to vr you know that that's still yet to be seen but you know the consensus or what we believe right now is that they are going to be bigger um you know in the future so yeah i don't know that that's how i feel about that situation yeah yeah for sure no i, I totally see how it's not over, you know. With twenty forty two, not saying that the game is is done improving, but even to this day, it's hard to imagine it go beyond from where it's at, and it still doesn't. It, it at best, from what I've seen, I don't know if I'll give it a try at some point if it's on sale or not. But it's maybe above average. It's good. It's not, you know, it was promised to be, a lot of people were expecting it to be the best, some of the best since like Battlefield 3 or 4, even back company. Uh, but it's, it just stayed flat. Um, this one, at least, with Japan Studio and Team Asobi and, and, and their future endeavors are still hope. I would, I wouldn't put Cyberpunk remaining the way it is as a, on this list because I know that this is very much a, a more personal gripe that I have with that because I, I love I want I don't hate the game I just hate how it's been treated and I think yeah I think I, we can cut that out 
Yeah, we'll cut that one out. And honestly, I agree with Battlefield being on this list. I hope it, it, it sticks there because we all were. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, got, all it, shared, we got it on there. Yeah, we all you know cherished that at the beginning and then went to the ground. Macho, how how do you feel about Skyward Sword? Um, I mean, it's disappointing for sure, but I don't think it's, I don't think it can make the list. If anything, the Amiibo thing would is falls more into dumb, dumbest thing than it does into disappointing. But I think that the that the release of Skyward Sword, <laughs> Macho, it's hard to like put Nintendo things up here because. As much as we talk, you know, about it, you know that the general reception is just... Yeah, it wasn't it, a broken game. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just... it's. Yeah. It, it wasn't disappointing because it's a broken game. It's because it's Skyward Sword. Honestly, but, honestly, I would be... And and stick with me on this or, or tell me what you guys think. I would switch out Skyward Sword and just put Zelda's 35th anniversary all together. Right, like this was this was an anniversary year for Zelda, and all they really did was release Skyward Sword, right? Oh, really? And, I didn't and they that. did the no, they did they did the uh, the little game that had like uh, uh, Link's Awakening. It had the first Zelda, it had like the little Game Boy esque. Oh, device. so so re-releases. Yeah, yeah. I mean Nintendo. And, and, yeah, nostalgia and re-releases. Thing, yeah, I see a trend here. Atlas anniversary, outbreak day, thirty fifth anniversary. Can we just put like anniversaries as like a category? Because I see that just the anniversaries have not been it. They they haven't been it. They were not it. Man, here's hoping the Kingdom Hearts anniversary this year and Castlevania Jeez. do something even do something better. <laughs> Castlevania is off to not a good start. <laughs> so like, I'd be down to put like just video game anniversaries, treat not treated like properly or like not given its fair share of like announcements or or just or, being just being disappointing <laughs> yeah an anniversaries were disappointing i don't know if that would be a a, a spot on that list because then we can include atlas we can include last of us and we can include Zelda anniversary in there i don't know what y'all think i i think it's a good idea okay yeah okay all right and it, so we have it's... two picks in there so we need one more uh, I'll leave this to you two because I already fought for 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 some there. What do you think, so? Um, Deathloop would be my, my number one, but I don't think it's gonna make it. Um, honestly, I don't feel I don't feel it's like the rest that we have. I feel like would be like a number three because like I I personally don't feel too strongly about like any of these like. The Atlas merch instead of Persona 6 is like, yeah, that's disappointing, but it's like, whatever. And I feel the same way about, like, Factions and Japan Studio. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, because uh, a lot of my disappointments are are, are are tied to, like, personal, like, yours with Death. Like, like some of the disappointments from last year would be, like, Psychonauts 2 and um, Halo Infinite's kind of, like, trickle of progression in their progression system and stuff like that and how they handled that. While the game itself is like so good, like the core gameplay is amazing, but the progression system is just hot butt cheeks. Um, yeah. When it comes how to about, other stuff, though, how, how uh, this is a very controversial topic, and I'm not gonna get into it. I'm just gonna mention it, and y'all let me know if it's like a good pick for it. But it's disappointing the way that 
certain companies handled certain situations internally, specifically some involving, you know, more more legal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The Activision Blizzard situation. I think that was extremely disappointing in the way that, that a lot of things were were handled and, and whatnot. And, and even to now, you know, we're still having issues. So like, yeah. Talk about making bad situations even worse. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we want to put that, I feel like that's an easy number one. Easy number one. I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah 100%. Yeah. I don't think anything tops that, honestly. Like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, right. uh, that's obviously number one. How do you guys want to do the video game anniversaries and then Battlefield 2042? Honestly, that, man. Me, for me, in that order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so, and so specifically, I would play anniversary number two because Atlas is in there, <laughs> and I just, <laughs> no. I'm I'm so sad. <laughs> All right. So biggest disappointment of 2021 goes to Activision Blizzard. Uh, get your act together, guys. Um, yeah, no. Number two, <laughs> video game anniversaries in 2021. Um, and then number three is Battlefield 2042. All right. Um, this is no claps for this. We just need a one sound. <laughs> he comes back. I'm just waiting for the seal now. Um. So. Okay. Let's. I'm. I'm really excited for this one. Let's talk about the best character of 2021. Nice. Um. So for me, this one is weird, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave a lot of mine out because they come from games that have that didn't come out in 2021. That you know. We I can exper- do that. No, no, no. This, this is just like I just just <laughs> quick shout outs. Just quick shout outs. Okay, 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 okay. Um, but obviously this was the year of Resident Evil for me, where I played uh, RE2 remake and and three remake for the first time. So Leon, Claire, and Jill were were awesome. Um, I love them. Um, the Mass Effect trilogy, obviously, right? Uh, so many characters to, to to shout out, but. I I love like all of them in their own you know twisted weird ways, uh, Jack Liara Grunt, um, Garrus obviously um, yeah fa- fantastic characters, um, but the one that um, I really want to champion um, and also Walt I I don't know how you would feel about this but uh, now I'm moving on to like 2021 characters but uh, Celine I feel like celine i'm more like she was cool but i feel like i'm more interested specifically in like the narrative of returnal and like what exactly is happening you know to celine rather than like celine herself if that makes sense yeah i think that celine as it serves as a catalyst for a much more interesting scenario that's happening so the narrative itself and how she ties into everything because through her we're able to see the repercussions of you know atropos and and this loop and the monsters and how it all ties in so i think that she was a good she she was one of the best characters to make that served the purpose of the story better if that makes any sense you know she yeah she was like the vehicle to, to like yeah, get us but she there. was a good May vehicle because you know you you don't just get on a you know on a Honda Civic you know you like 
you have to get on like a like on a car that's like built. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was built for this. Yeah. Not trashing Honda Civics. I had one. I'm not. I like them. Just just as an example. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. Who who she is specifically and learning about her past and trying to like piece together, um what that is and and like why she's in the loop possibly why or potentially why she's in the loop specifically is all like really really like really crazy stuff man um i'm still to this day i'm not exactly i just watched a few videos the other day about uh like possible theories on, on this game and now i'm not even sure like what i believe in anymore um there's this new sort of like theory popping up that celine was actually like uh like a, a terrible mother um and essentially the astronaut and i think we knew this but the astronaut that you see like in the house and whatever is celine and um and essentially this thing where she basically like abused her child and she was very bad to her child and there's this one moment in um when you're playing as the kid in the house that um the kid is actually like running away and like going down the stairs and and she's the kid's like talking to like her little stuffed animal and she's saying like we have to be quiet like the monster is will hear us or something like that and that's specifically referring to celine right and uh there's like this one moment where the kid also like escapes into like the tv so like kind of representing that like the kid like her escapism was you know basically like stories and video games and things of that nature and um the astronaut in one moment actually like pulls the child out of the tv so kind of representing like celine like finding her kid and and you know basically you know pro probably doing some bad things to her again um and and the, the also the moment of uh the kid playing the ps5 and um you know selena is is there ringing the doorbell i don't know if you remember that moment um but people are saying that this is this could actually be that the kid is actually putting uh is is actually like dreaming up this scenario of her mother being the main character in this alien world uh and essentially to like make her suffer right um so yeah there's there's just so many different possibilities with this game that i think is is really cool but i don't know if that necessarily has to do maybe it does a little bit but i don't know if that necessarily like 100 has to do with like celine herself um so yeah I, I'm, I'm not too sure but uh, yeah i wanted to shout out celine but like the main character i wanted the champion was gamora from Guardian, guardians of the galaxy um oh. Macho, I don't, I don't know how you how you feel about her. Um, do you have a different favorite character from that game, or how do you feel? Yeah, I, I think Gamora. She has such a spotlight. Uh, I'm sorry, spotlight in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and you, I think you and I both know the moment that we're you know that we're really referencing when it comes to like her character arc and and really like her coming to terms of of just you know being her, what's her role in the in in this group and and what she's committed to and all that kind of stuff so i but i think peter gives a special highlight from me in yeah. that game because i did not expect him to be as lovable as i didn't expect to be really be invested in that character as much as i have especially since i like the peter from the movies and i don't and i that's the craziest thing i don't like the peter in the, in the movies and this version i completely fell in love with Interesting. I saw that same sentiment regarding the, the cast, just like a lot of people 
not really enjoying the cinematic Guardians and actually being more invested in the video game. Granted, the medium is much more different. You're spending more time with these characters, but I see a lot of people that synergize a lot better with uh, the Guardians game, Guardians. And not yeah, Guardians. yeah. It, it, it's for me, like, yeah, I think Peter's, like, such a highlight of that game and one of my favorite characters from it, too. But um, mm. I would just say... Above them, though, it would probably have to be Drax. I uh, wholeheartedly yeah. agree. And I haven't even been in the yeah. game. And just with the Drax... And this is, granted, a lot of the, the preferences of this game isn't based because of my perspectives on the MCU. As much as I, I, I enjoy Dave Bautista and his, you know, his, his attempt at humor and whatnot and how it all is endearing and whatnot, I think that this Drax is a lot more... There's a lot more depth to him. There's a lot more nuance to the way that he's portrayed and and they can do a lot more it's a video game do you have a lot more time with him you can explore his you know the demise of his family and all this and and the way that he reacts to possibly seeing them again so like it's it's a phenomenal portrayal i think yeah yeah it's like to me like the moment that stands out like on 100 percent it's just when he's talking to Peter and and nowhere, and they're both having a conversation about death and their families, and specifically him and like how they both cope with it, um, and then just the one line that when Peter is leaving the, the conversation, Drax is trying to like understand uh, Peter's uh, ways of like you know grieving for his with his mother's death, and at the end when he walks away, he's saying, "I hope your mother found heaven." And to me, that moment just struck so hard because that, like, that was like the connection that those characters I never saw coming happened, and it happened pretty early in the game. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I honestly struggled with, yeah, Gamora, Drax, and and Star Lord were like I kept going back and forth in my head um, with those three. Um, yeah, but uh, also shout out to Rivet. Uh, I think Rivet is is yeah, really yeah. really cool and lovable. Um, it's tough. It's tough. Like you know, we've had how many years of Ratchet and Clank games, and you know, with Ratchet specifically being the lead. Um, so to introduce a new protagonist this late into the game, I feel like can be kind of tricky. But Insomniac nailed it, and it's to the point that like I wouldn't mind a a, a Rivet and, and Kit game going forward. You know, instead of Ratchet and Clank. Same, same. Yeah, I I really love that duo. And yep. Kit, right? Kit, Kit was her name. She was cool. Yeah, Kit. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna throw in uh, for best character, Yuffie from Final Seven Remake, mm. Intermission DLC. Um, and thankfully it's a deal. I know it's a DLC, but there's, there's some implications like you know game of the years and like what constitutes the game stuff like that. But but like I feel like DLC can be just as impactful. We yeah. felt that with. Blood, yeah, we felt that with Blood and Wine, The Witcher Three, uh, Red Dead Redemption, oh, yeah. Dead and Nightmare, it, and it came out this year. Oh. So yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so Yuffie for sure from from there because Yuffie in the original, it's it's she's very hate or love kind of character because of her spunkiness. She's a bit of an attitude. She's she's young, so she's kind of seen like as a kid of the group, um, and she doesn't really have that much fleshing out of a character in the original. Um, but for what it does, it's still good and it's fun. But in Seven Remake, it really like breaks down who is Yuffie and why she's like the way she is and. Why she's so preppy, but also at the same time she's so encouraging, but she does have a dark past as well, um, and in even and even like darker future because of what happens in this entire DLC. 
and to see her come from where throughout that adventure in the DLC and then to eventually, you know, being like meeting up with their group somewhere down the line in part two is such a exciting thing. It's like it's like watching the Avengers movies, you know, it's like you see Iron Man, you see Thor and you see um, Hulk and you just can't wait to see them in Avengers. The same thing with this where like you see all the characters from seven remake part one. You see Intermission DLC, you see Yuffie, and you're like, man, I can't wait to see these characters just talk to each other, because it's gonna be a rowdy, it's gonna be a rowdy group. So uh, I'm gonna put Yuffie in there. They somehow, some way, the Square Enix team just absolutely went above my expectations when it comes to kind of retelling, uh, you know, or, or showing in, in a different kind of way of how Yuffie is and, and who she is and what she's gonna bring to the table. Nice. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a great pick, man. Um, yeah, Walt, pick. what about you? You have any additions? So I have two picks because, uh, but these two picks are they're great characters in in their own manner. One of them being Alfin from Tales of Arise, and that's because I am I watch a lot of anime, and you see a lot of this archetype. Try, being try, they try to portray this type of archetype, you know, the the hero that that never gives up and that uh, they had they're born with this, or or they're they're bestowed with this incredible power that they have to you know they 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 can utilize and whatever with no repercussions, and they always win in the end. And I think that Alfin is a good way of portraying that archetype with a little bit of nuance in the sense that he doesn't feel pain. He has to understand what that's like. He has to still deal with repercussions to his body with a great power without knowing that it's doing damage. So he needs to rely on others to let him know when he's in danger and he has to learn to trust and he has to learn to, to step up to the challenge in moments of incredible despair when he's quite frankly, you know, seen as a freak and, and as, as an outcast and, and I think that the way that he's portrayed and the way that he's he you know overcomes adversity and he uh, succeeds in gaining the trust of someone that is literally untouched and cannot be touched in any way, and he's the only person that can literally get to this person, being Shion, and the way that their relationship just evolves. I think that Alfin is is, is and and that anime you know scenario and, and archetype and, and history with this type of character. I think that he's one of the better implemented and developed characters that 2021 offered in terms of breaking the mold with a certain type of archetype. Uh, I know the I Macho agree. played... Okay, yeah. I was going to no, ask yeah, you, I I agree. what do you think? Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. One of my other picks was Shion. Shion, so. yeah. And, and quite frankly, one doesn't work without the other. Uh if I was allowed, this is our, this is all, you know, our picks. I would put them as a duo, as like the best. Like if we had a best couples category, I would definitely put them number one. But definitely, you know, Shion and, and Alfin, they complement each other so perfectly that the story would not function without one of them. The story only works because both of them work together the way that they do. So yeah, I mean, I, I I will give more credence to to Shion just because of the burden she has to bear, right? And the the literal like unpeeling of her character throughout the entire Literally. Tales of Arise journey is like absolutely incredible. Like we actually mm. like we that's the one thing that makes Tales games so great is that you get really get down to the core of these characters that you, mm -hmm. they feel like family, 
And Tales of Arise was like the one game where the characters felt like family to me in every sense of the word. And Shion being just such a big highlight of that because of just everything she had to burden and and the journey she went through. And like you said, like it, you know, her and Alpha are definitely a, a duo. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, one does not work without the other. So yeah, I, both of those characters are amazing. Yeah. So honestly, by the end of this, I wouldn't be mad putting either. Alpha or Shion, I'm just really impressed with how they handled a, 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 an anime character archetype that usually is very boring. Because usually when you just make this, oh, I'm never giving up, I need to save my people. But the way that he, they made him work is because of Shion. So yeah, it makes sense if Shion is up there. Another pick I had, the only other pick I had, a very subtle pick in terms of how she was developed. And I think Kina slash Kina, she, she is... The way that the story is built and the way that she's implemented, it very much go hand in hand because the story, you know, of, of help, helping spirits and helping these two sides, the, the, the physical and the spiritual realm and how much Zen and compassion and understanding that takes and how she actually rises up to that challenge and how she learns from the past mistakes and how she learns from her own obsession in the past and her own mistakes and what she was taught and she learns from each individual person you know what drove them to that brink of being corrupted and become you know the spirits that they did and helping them pass to the other side or 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 be cleansed i think that she was very well written for that purpose and and the way that she evolves very subtly throughout the game is impressive and very delightful and the game itself although hard as heck for the bosses when it's just her and you're meditating and you're exploring it's very zen it's very calming and i really enjoy that about that game when it's about her now when i'm fighting but when fighting it gets real but what (laughs) she balances that out with her very sublime and, and and serene attitude yeah, that's a that's a good pick. Um, all right, so our list goes as follows for the best character of twenty twenty one: Gamora, Yuffie, Drax, Rivet, Selene, uh, Alfin, Shion, Kina, uh, Star Lord. Um, I'm shocked you guys didn't put uh, Lady Dimitrescu. Because <laughs> uh, there's there's a couple of reasons why because like she's such a great character yeah like she's such an imposing and like a force to be reckoned with in the village but as far as best character I don't think so anything yeah, think and I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest if anything if I'm gonna put anyone from Resident Evil I'm putting Heisenberg I'm not putting Lady Dimitris okay. because yeah. he- Heisenberg was much more interesting in motivations and in the way that that he reacted. To like Ethan and what he was doing and you know if you're not gonna help me then I'll put matters in my own hands Lady Dimitres she was amazing don't get me wrong but no <laughs> no I don't think yeah, that that's fair that's fair that, yeah she doesn't hold I'm, I'm gonna add me. I'm gonna add maybe two more here and that's just because I'm going over my list here and that's um Agent 47 from Hitman mm-hmm. 3 and or the Hitman Trilogy um Samus Metroid Dread ooh and uh, Detective Yagami from Lost Judgment. Um, that game's story and writing is just—it's another world, man. Yeah. And the way they handle his character and then, like the, the a character arcs that they all go through, just in, it's something that it's something I wanted to mention for sure. Okay. So um, 
I'm going to to whittle down this list. I I would cut even though I really like Drax. I would cut Drax, uh, Star Lord, Rivet, and Selene. Even though I love all those characters, Gamora is the one that I really want to champion because what I really enjoyed about her character was like the differences between her and like her MCU counterpart was specifically we really got to see this character in sort of like the quieter moments like just her hanging around the ship like it was the small details of Gamora that really like struck with me her um, toy collecting exactly her being a collector yeah. of dolls and it's a character trait that really sort of like it ties back to like the the sort of like the biggest part of like her her mission and like uh, what ties her to Thanos and her sister um and it shows really that like Gamora, like she's not all about, you know, like combat and missions and, and violence and, and sort of like all that stuff, right? Like her her reasoning for collecting dolls is basically like it's it's a large sort of like component of her sort of like personal goal of trying to stop tyrants from taking advantage of children like her father did with her and Nebula. Um so mm -hmm. I I really like that aspect. Uh, of her but i also like the fact that um you know we we hear a lot about like what thanos sort of like did to her and the training that she underwent um and like thanos making her and her sister basically these hyper-focused assassins and um like what it required to to be that and um then we hear about you know mantis and and sort of the influence that she had on gamora's life and the fact that you know gamora went along with mantis to i forget what planet it was called but uh that planet with like the the priests of like pama or whatever and uh basically gamora went there to like learn how to meditate right and um it was basically like her going there was uh, a place where she could heal from from everything that Thanos did to her, right? And at least in my understanding, that's something that we the MCU version of the character like doesn't do, right? We don't see that that version of her. Um, so I really I really enjoyed Gamora for for those moments um, of fleshing her out even more so than I feel like the MCU version does. Um, yeah. So yeah, she, I agree. She, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, so I, I okay, will. Okay, so Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> nah. No. Um. So what? What? What characters do you guys think need to be on this list? I would say some Final Fantasy fourteen characters, but I'll be a spoiler for a while, so I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> over, um, over Yuffie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not gonna go into it's that. That's a that's a conversation for another time when we can go into spoilers appropriately yeah, um yeah. but for me the characters that i would absolutely champion would be yuffie uh, making a character i was not very likable extremely lovable um it makes me super excited it feels like we're getting our avengers moment for family seven um the other would be uh shion from tales of arise uh for the reason same reason that me and walt just already talked about and oh, man it's a tough one. Uh, honestly, it, <laughs> Samus from Metroid Dread. That'll be yeah. my top three. I saw I saw this moment of her like getting mad or something like that in Dread, right? Dude, yeah, it's dude. Like it's talk about how, <laughs> it's so cool. How much how much personality she has without talking? She it's amazing. 
it's insane. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Feel like she has to She's... be on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like her entire journey through Dread is um. She's she's just such a badass man, like in every sense of the word, and just the emotion she, like like you said, well without even talking, just really through the eyes, like so much emotion is in the eyes, and I th- feel like that's such a compliment to the character and their legacy, and mm-hmm. you see that in Spades and Metroid Dread, man, it's so good. Absolutely, yeah. My pick to solidify one of them at least, Shion, Shion all the way, uh. To the point that we made in the back and forth we did, I, I could call her to agree. She is an amazing character for the reasons that we talked about. Um, I would most definitely put Samus up there. Let me tell you, there's Metroid Dread. Uh, Samus is there. It still agrees. So Samus is there. Uh, now, here's here's what's interesting, right? I haven't finished Guardians, and I haven't played Intergrade. However, I know of both of these characters. So very much depends on what we agree on between Gomorrah and Yuffie to put. Because they very much are like improvements upon past incarnations of these characters. It's interesting. Both of them are. Um, it very much comes down to what you two think. Because you two have put in the hours on, t- on these two. I fought for from Alpha and then we got Shion and I'm happy with Shion. I'm happy with Samus. I'm Nintendo. I, I love I love Metroid Dread to death. So that's what I'm saying because I thought on... I thought we agreed um, on Samus first of all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And then Yuffie, or did we not? So we want. Do we want to put Yuffie up there? I'm I'm cool with putting Yuffie up there, but if it comes down to being Yuffie versus Gamora, I'm choosing Gamora. Yeah, I'm choosing Gamora as well. Okay, okay. Gamora is my favorite of the Guardians, and, I, and just in general, <laughs> like so, we we can go Gamora. So who's the third? Uh, and if it, it was to be placed for like Yuffie versus Samus. Oh man, Yuffie's oh, so cool, put, especially if they're ninja. Is it Yuffie versus Samus or versus Shion? Because I don't we know. Still, uh, we, we still have a spot open. I mean, we could both have Samus and Yuffie if you want. Yeah, then Shion would just be taken out. It's up to you. Because I, I don't know. I don't know any of the Tails characters, so I'm leaning on you guys. Honestly, for this. honestly, um, Macho, I don't know about you, but we're, we're, we're then fighting against as, as Samus packs so much in such a little time however Shion is developed in a larger in a larger spectrum of time right uh what are your thoughts on it no yeah i, I agree yeah because yeah because because samus is like the 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 badass hero that you know you want to be for halloween or something like that you know like but beyond like her right. crazy sci-fi adventure where she solidified how cool she is I don't know the core of her like that. Exactly. We know Shion. We literally have to play the game better. And we go from a badass, you know, I, I do everything myself to a more, you know, I have this burden and that's why I have to push people away. So Yeah. And then, and then, and then go into the, I have a family now. I can let them in. Kind of exactly. Thing. So yeah. put, put, put Yuffie, Shion and, and Gamora. Yeah. Right. I think, I, I think those are good three picks. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's, that's what I'm talking about, man. Good, strong female leads. That's what we need. That's, that's what's up. 
Fucking love it. Shout out to uh, Master Chief as well. He was pretty cool this year. Um, yeah, man. A lot of character. Do we, how do we uh, rank this? For me, it's going to be... Uh, as, as far as the ranking, I think a good ranking for me would be to... Uh, man, I'm trying to think. I think. Well, go. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Honestly, from, from what I played, and this is personal, I would put... Shion, Gamora, and Yuffie. That's my order. One to three. But it's because I haven't played Integrate, so I don't know how this Yuffie is. I would I would actually agree with that. I would yeah. I, I think I would have put Gamora Yuffie Shion. Gamora Yuffie Shion? Okay. Mm, what would why would you put Yuffie over Shion? Oh, uh, just because I've seen more of her character. Okay, okay. So we know, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, like I, I know, like I don't know anything aside from what you guys okay. told me about, about Shion. And and to be fair, I know about Yuffie. Uh, <laughs> Macho definitely knows Yuffie. And so, <laughs> yeah, so man, knows got, about he's Yuffie. He's got a body pillow for in, in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, that's for the flower girl. Relax. Oh, hey, yo. So, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I, I'd say put her in second because unanimously we know collectively more about her than we do about Shion because that's more macho and I so I'm just happy Shion's there <laughs> I'm happy Shion made up there I mean yeah macho are yeah. you are like, like how are you feeling do you want Shion or Yuffie number one instead or I, I I actually agree more with Walt's ranking like I I love Shion as number one and Gamora as number two um and then yeah, you I'm I'm okay with Yuffie being number three too because hey she's in she's in top three so I'm cool with that. I did not expect yeah, that going yeah. into this conversation to be really honest with you. <laughs> All right. uh, okay, Very nice. So best character of 2021, Jesus Christ, I just died. Uh, is <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was not paying attention. Uh, is uh, Shield uh, number two, Gamora. And number three is Yuffie. Congratulations, uh, Tales of Arise and uh, Shion. Hell yeah. <laughs> that, sounded, that sounded like a car driving on the highway for a second, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so I feel like we should do one last category because we've been, we, we've been going on for, for a minute. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I'll leave it up to you guys. What, what, what do you guys want to do for the final category? Oh, actually, hold on. Let me look back on our our DMs here, and I can let you know. There's still a couple. <laughs> we can do. We can oh, do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we can do the remaining the next time. Then we just beat through them and then talk about the game of the year ten. We have what the hell? Wait, what? What was your suggestion? That we could leave the other portion of the categories for next uh, Saturday and then speed run through them a little bit and then go to our top tens. Oh man, I don't know if that's gonna happen. We take we <laughs> we took a while with our PlayStation our top ten PlayStation yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, I think if we're gonna do one more category, I think it should be. Um, uh, it's either a game that had no right to be so good or a game that we recognize is good but didn't play. Um. Okay, let's. Unless unless you have something else. No, 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 no. I, I I like those. Um, okay. I mean, what? Which one are you leaning towards? Game that we recognize is good but didn't play. Yeah. Okay. Mhm. 
Yeah. That's a good pick. All right. So, yeah, our final category for uh, today is uh, the game that we recognize is probably good but didn't play. Um, I have a few. Uh, I have three, actually. Uh, so, first one is Guilty Gear Strive. Um, oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really want to play that game, but I probably won't. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil Village. <laughs> Resident Evil Village, obviously. That that damn baby is keeping me from uh, getting to see Lady D. You know, it is what it's it okay. is. It's okay. It doesn't call you daddy, man. It doesn't call you daddy. It's it right. is. It is no, what it, it is, did. man. If it did, was weird. Um, and then the last one is uh, Outer Wilds: Echoes of the Eye. Um, that's a. I keep. Man, dude, that game. The way that game is talked about is like it's like one of the greatest games ever made. Um, it's this really interesting time loop game of like you're this like uh, space explorer. Um, you're on this planet that has like a, I think it's like a 22 minute loop or something like that time loop. Another so, loop game, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So every 22 minutes, like the the I think it's like the entire universe or that planet like basically explodes or whatever, and you have to start over from the beginning. So um, again, you know, classic time loop kind of thing. Uh, you, you take what you learn from each sort of loop and you apply it to the next one. Um, but I think the way that I've heard that it utilizes its loop is like what makes it so unique and cool. Uh, and the DLC really builds upon that. So, um, yeah, I, that's one of the games like out of the three I just listed. That's the game I want to play the most. Um, but yeah, those are my picks. Um, mine would be uh, Kena. Uh, I did not get a chance to actually dive into that. I did play it, but like not to the degree that I wanted to, and I think because I just wasn't in the mood for it. So once I actually get do get into the rhythm of an action platform where I want to dive into that, because that all I hear is great things, and it won two Game of the Year awards, not Game of the Year, but like Indie Game of the Year and uh, debut Best Debut Game, which <clears throat> I think is a really good accomplishment for the game, the studio's first game. Yeah. The definitely. other. Um, the other is uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Mm. Uh, as someone that loved Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal, even though I was a little burnt out by the Persona 5, like, the kind of, like, you know, Persona 5 universe in general, um, after Royal, I still want to go back to Strikers because those characters are just so inviting and ecstatic. Like, I, just, I want to be in that world again, um, especially with the beautiful art style that Persona 5 has. Um and the other uh, game that oh god, I just had it in my head. Um, mm-hmm. God, I just had it in my head for a game that like. Uh, uh, well, I'll go. I'll, I'll think of it. Okay, uh, one of my picks, which I w- I don't think I'll get around to it, but I know it's fantastic. Uh, installing the franchise, Forza Horizon Five, never got around to it, but I know that praises, and I know that. The gameplay and the visuals and the the way that game runs and the sound design and everything just synergizes beautifully. Uh, don't think I'll get around to it though. Uh, not. Oh man, you gotta try at least just once. Yeah, just... I have games now that have more priority, but de- it's on Game Pass, so. Um, there's Inscription. I don't know if you all heard of this yeah, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, I am dying to get my hands on that game. I just have not found myself getting to it because of other games that I've had on my radar. But I am really interested in that video game. I hear the story is insanely phenomenal and, and just so well-crafted. And the narrative is, is beautiful. It's super story-rich. Um, and another 
I guess you could call it its own game, uh, Integrate. I haven't gotten around to Integrate. Um, and I know <laughs> enough said that we've talked about Integrate. It, we know it's a fantastic addition to the FF remake. It's a great expansion. Uh, so that would be my other pick. And as a little honorable mention, I would say Psychonauts 2, as 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 much as, you know, Macho, you've, you've talked about the game and how while it was, it hit a lot of good marks at the end it kind of fell a little bit um Mm -hmm. it still is a game that a lot of people praise and and i recognize that it's a game that people a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time and actually delivered on a lot of good things so um and it's on is it on game pass oh yeah of course dude best deal in gaming best deal in gaming man uh but yeah (laughs) (laughs) those those would be my picks those would be my picks and I, i did remember my last pick and that was the the forgotten city Yes. Um, while not while not like a, a big time I'm not a big time loop kind of person mm. um, still like from what I hear that game hits the notes on what I want delivered in a video game nowadays and that's story and writing and um, unforgettable moments so that's one I want and, and it's in Game Pass too I, I believe right now but that's like a game like, like Scarlet Nexus where I'll probably try it out in Game Pass, and then if I really like it, I'll just buy it. Best new gaming. Or if I even see like, <laughs> if I see like a, a sale on a game, I'll just buy it outright because that's a game that I I know I can get invested into. Especially hearing all the praise not only from Soul but from from our friend, our good friend Doctor Mo from the Backlog Chronicles podcast, and even Lord Cognito, he champions that game too. So, so it's a good Smart. word all around for that. Smart but yeah. people. Um, so yeah you know those are those are highly intelligent individuals yeah, <laughs> so. For sure. um, so i'm interested how exactly we even like go about uh you know talking about this category or like whittling it down um so i mean this this one could this one could be somewhat personal right or do we just want to keep it like official and be like this is the official dss games we um miss like i don't know it's interesting because like right like some of some of these games like obviously you guys have played resident evil village so um i think mm. i think honestly like yeah we we gave out our own personal picks but we i think it'd be smarter if we chose games that all three of us together have not played you know what i mean because because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense that you know games we recognize is probably good but didn't play but then you know a few of us have played that game you know what i mean like it wouldn't make sense right. to put that on our you know list you know right um, okay so so whittle down from each list the ones that another one has played and just keep ones that no one has played all right so, so i'm taking off re village obviously mm-hmm. so take obviously down forza okay take down integrate uh have you guys has anyone played guilty gear Michael I played has. I played the beta, but that's about it. But that that okay, is a the, game the, the when biking out. comes. That's oh, when biking comes. That that's a game I want to play. Okay. I don't know if a beta would count, but that, would would it count in this case? No, it's not the full game. They made a lot of changes since then. Okay. Okay. So then we'll keep guilty gear. Uh, keep Forgotten City out of there because I know you played the heck out of it. So yeah. Um. Well, what what, what was some of yours? Inscription was the right. I have not played that. 
Yeah, I haven't played it either. I think I, I I feel like I need a little more convincing to play, but I don't know. It's it's uh, basically I that it's good. No, I I think that absolutely makes our should make our list because it's it's a it's a card uh building game or card whatever. Builder, yeah. Um, but the way that people talk about that game, like it has won several game of the year awards. Alana Pierce said that that's her personal game of the year. Um, like a lot of people love Inscription. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, and, and specifically like, sto- I, I got myself spoiled by one of the podcasts that I was listening to, just like having oh, them talk man. about it. I still want to play yeah. it, but like some of the moments that they were describing is honestly like Kojima-esque, like, uh, uh, Psycho Mantis level of like insane. If you, if you know what I mean by that, like having so, you do like in real life things that you're going- translates into the game. You are going to love Doki Doki Literature Club. Okay. You're going to. You're, you're, okay. It has that kind of play. Oh man, now I gotta play Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, right, yeah, I'm cool with Christian being on there. Then yeah, yeah, because okay. not necessarily we need convincing, but we we at least we got recognized that it's praised and it's good by by a lot of standards. Of whether we prefer to play it or not, that's a whole different kind of worms, I think. Yeah. Okay. So inscriptions on the list. Um. Yeah, obviously, Forgotten City and Kane are out there because you guys played that. Right. Um, mm. uh, and then we have <laughs> Guilty Gear on there as well. Yeah, I think okay. that's, a, that's a good one. Um, oh, Destruction Knockstars. We didn't play that game this year. Or last year. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Bro, even I'm fall to that. I played a little bit of that game. <laughs> I know, just kidding. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, the only other one was the Outer Wilds DLC that I mentioned, but... Yeah, I haven't played that one. I want to play it. Well, one game, actually, that I think could be really good on his list. I don't know about you, Soul, because I don't think you like this franchise or are a fan of it, but Monster Hunter Rise. Mmm... That's but, one game that I really wish I played this the past year, but didn't. Right, but again, we recognize the soul. Do you recognize that game as being good? Yeah. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I just don't. I just don't hear people like talking about it like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I recognize it's it's probably good, but like Monster Hunter World. You know what I mean? Like people like. Uh, like I, I just, I just feel like I don't hear like the same like love, you know, for for those two. You know what I mean? Like the love That's is different, fair. right? Right. Uh, but if you guys want to put it, then I'm cool with it. Right, because I recognize it as good. It it was a contender for like one of the one of the game awards uh, categories. It made it there for a reason. Um, and and people not they don't talk about it like world world was a game changer, but it's still kicking. And now Monster Rise came to PC. A lot of people have been waiting for that. I know Macho personally has been, I think, waiting for that to hit PC. So yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, I recognize it as good. I just haven't played it. I don't think I will because it's a time-consuming game. Uh, very time-consuming. Um, but, yeah. Is, it, but, is Outer Water something you really feel like this should be on the list, though, so? I mean, yeah. Well, if we if we don't have, like, anything else to put, then right then yeah it's cool um i don't know if you i don't know if you guys watch uh skill up on on youtube um but like he he swears that that's like his favorite game of all time um wow yeah so 
Yeah, it's it uh, again like out of this list, that's the game I want to play the most. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I would say, and we're doing three, right? Yeah, I would have I would have brought up Shimigami Tensei Five, but obviously you played that. Yes, sir. Yeah, but you should play it <laughs> when you get a switch. If you get a switch. Yeah, like that's happening. <laughs> yeah, damn. Yeah, man. So w- we should do this, Macho. Think of a game that neither of us has played, but you really want to play. Because I really want to play Inscription. Man, that's hard. Uh, so that's Soul a tall, really that's a tall wants task. to play. <laughs> Soul really wants to play uh, 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 Outer Wilds. What's a game that you really want to play, but neither three of us has played? Um, I'm just gonna refer to a list of games that we had. We wish had more time to play because I'm not sure. Okay. Um, how about how about we just like we got our two, right? Mm-hmm. Inscription and Guilty Gear. How about for number three, we all just like put in you know uh, a game from our personal list that we recognize as good, but we haven't played personally. Okay. Like you, um, you know what I mean by that? So like I guess I guess like uh. Inscription and Guilty Gear represents us, you know, like as as a podcast. And then number three, we can just right. put like our personal pick. But what about Outer Wilds? Are we not putting that one? I mean, no, I, that that that'll be his personal pick. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but but I haven't played it. Yeah, but like, do you guys feel like that strongly about like putting it on there? Like, do you, is it a game that oh, you guys gotcha, would actually gotcha. like play? You know what okay. I mean? Okay. So third will be personalized. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. we can do that. Okay. Yeah, because personally, I wouldn't really play Outer Wilds. Right, right. Like, like how you gotcha. wouldn't really play Monster Hunter Rise. Right. Gotcha. So, like, for instance, Walt, like, would yours be Forza Horizon Five? Um, if we're going by personal ones that I at least that I really would want to play, and 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 stick with me on this, I'll put Mario Golf, the golf game, the golf <laughs> Mario game. Uh, you gotta be kidding me, dude! <laughs> Mario dude. Golf, man. Mario. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Wait, Mario Yeah, you want to no, get you want to get on the hey, on the yo. green with Princess hey, Peach and, and Luigi hey, and yo. hit some golf balls around. Oh no, listen, listen, no, no it, way. No, man, get this man up out the podcast, man. It's integrated. It's integrated. Okay, I, I haven't put <laughs> it. I got the bo- I got the steel book. I have the steel book, and I don't even have the game. I don't hey even man, have don't inter- fry. You only pay like ten dollars for that. I know the story. I didn't, didn't pay, pay I, didn't pay, I didn't pay for this. I didn't pay for this. I got it for free from GameStop. Macho, Macho, I love, I love how we just bullied this man into changing his thing. <laughs> oh. I knew, I know how much y'all are with Nintendo. I want to be. I say that. Man, uh, <laughs> that's one of the games that we forgot it came out this year. <laughs> uh, anyway, so all right, so yours would be Intergrade. Mine is yeah. out the Outer Wilds DLC, Echoes of the Eye. Uh, Macho, what about you? Um, mine, I mean, I would have chosen uh, for the Forgotten City, but there's one game above that that I really wanted to play at the end of 2021, never got the chance to. Um, Ender Lily's Quietest of the Night. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I heard that's like, for people that love, and that like love Hollow Knight, like myself, that's a game that everybody should get into for the music and the visual stuff like that so yeah i think that'll be my personal yeah good pick good all right pick. so yeah that's so for for our you know kind of collective list it's uh inscription and guilty gear and then um 
Ender Lilies for Macho for his personal pick. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate would be Waltz. And mine would be The Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye. Um, all right. That is, that's going to do it for, for, uh, this week's, uh, podcast, our game of the game of, uh, game of the year, 2021 extravaganza, whatever we want to call it. Um, <laughs> our longest podcast today. <laughs> yeah, man. So next week, next week, the plan is obviously, uh, to give our personal, uh, top 10 list as well as talking about uh, our picks for most anticipated for 2022. So that should be fun. Um, but yeah, man, let's get started with these outros. Um, Macho, what's going on with you, man? You got anything planned this week? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Final Seven Remake Concert is in line. We're excited. That's tonight, baby. I'm excited. Um, it's going to be tons of fun and uh, mostly just Final Fantasy 14 stuff. And I'm thinking actually about this weekend getting into a game I had of my backlog for some time. Um, I'm in the mood for it after some It Takes Two platforming. Uh, Crash 4, it's about time, I believe the title's called. Uh, I want to see if I can start up the next adventure of Crash Bandicoot this weekend. So Very nice. Interesting. Yes, sir. Don't get, don't get too attached because, uh, you know, Activision's not making another one. Oh, man, uh, rest in peace, Toys for Pops. <laughs> um, all right, Walt, what about you, man? What's going on? My boy. My boy. I really have not much planned. <laughs> I mean, this week this week is pretty pretty mild, pretty pretty chill. Uh, going to be getting more hours into FF14, hopefully. Uh, getting through that Realm Reborn, and can't wait to get myself into Heaven's Ward eventually. Uh, going to be focusing a lot more on... on slowly chipping in at this game and slowly getting forward and forward more. I want to be able to play as a goal. I don't know how, how realistic it might be, but by the end of this year, hopefully I'll get to Endwalker. We'll see. Um, yeah, you could definitely do it. And do it. I just have to commit to this chipping, chipping by the, by the time. Yeah. But I'll from, give you I'll, some tips to, to help you out with that. Heck yeah, man. Hell yeah. We got some talking and it takes two. We got to play more of that. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from that, man, just getting ready to <laughs> i'm getting rid of some games from my backlog so getting rid of I mean, like uh i'm taking care of the shorter games that i can beat in like one sitting uh because i'm getting ready for february uh god damn got dude. a couple yes. i'm buying a game february. like every week that month i think dude <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be insane seafood so light horizon elden ring like come on man we eating good. <laughs> okay, I'm getting giddy just thinking about it, man. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, man. But doing that, uh, doing more uh, at level one this this year, I'm going to be more consistent with level one games. So be on the lookout for that. I did a piece on the uh, a comparison on Twitter. Y'all can check out level one game. Not going to get into it. Uh, aside from that, more video games, man. And... Not new year, new me, but new year and more consistency in a lot of things. So just focusing on that. Nice, nice. How about um, you, boy? Yeah, as for me, uh, probably just more Dragon Age. Uh, just as I kind of wait for Dying Light. I think Dying Light is the first one up for in February. So I yeah, think that, it's like the what the fourth or something like that. Yeah, it's early, man. So yeah, that's it's gonna keep me busy until Dying Light comes out because. Um, Man, dude, can you imagine if that game is actually ends up bad? 
you know, I, I'm so excited for this game, but the, I would it, cry. I I think I would too, man. If the reviews, if, like... the, if the reviews end up, it's like a goddamn like 62 on Metacritic, man. Like I I honestly feel like with the development hell that this game has been under, like it could go either way. I'm like actually kind of scared, mm -hmm. but uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, probably more Dragon Age and uh, probably chipping away at Pray for the Gods a little bit more. And who knows if I get back into Doki Doki because it's. It's really tough, man. Uh, visual novels. Uh, there's no voice acting in it either, so I'm like, oh man. Uh, so uh, it's... it's a lot of fun, though. Like, trust me, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get invested if you, if you like take your time. Like, don't try to like take it all in. Try to take every single piece of dialogue and and like be try to get invested, and you'll 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 see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um. But yeah, man, that's that's it for me, and that's uh, that's it for for us, man. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you managed to sit through any any bit of this, uh, I, I congratulate you. I thank you. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that, and we will see you guys next week. Peace.